two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Last of Us 2, the controversy, the controversy. We're going to be talking about Madden uh, 2K21. We're going to be talking about the Xbox event coming up, and a lot of Microsoft stories in general. Uh, Microsoft uh, buying companies, talking about how they buy th- uh, companies, uh, Project X Cloud. We're going to be talking about Destiny's exotic weapon. We both got it last night. Uh, we're going to be talking about Destiny could have lost the IP long ago. We're going to be talking about the Atari VCS 800 and the price point of that ridiculous system. We're going to talk about Fortnite. Did they cross a line? We're going to be talking about Dual Universe. Should you be charging for a beta? We'll ask Bungie that as well. And then we'll talk about uh, Sony investing in Epic and Left 4 Dead 3. That's all on today's show. Joining me each and every single week, Sarge. What's going on? Guess what? Guess what my level is. Should we play a game every week? What guess what level Sarge is? Well, you told me last night. Unless you played more today, <clears throat> which you probably, which you probably did. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like 192. No, no, I, I didn't do the other character yet. I got to do the other character. Okay. Like. Are we, are, we're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. I, I, thought, I go. thought I guessed every week, and you're going to tell me. Uh, you're incorrect. I'm incorrect. Okay. You're incorrect. Chat, chat. what is what is your guess for Sarge's light level? Uh, oh, I'm no sorry, level. season. Uh, season level. Season, season level. level. All right. Sorry. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Just, 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 just for the sake of chaos, the chaos theory in effect. This has nothing to do with gaming. I'm just going to mention this so other people can go look it up because I think it's funny and serious at the same time. But the Supreme Court just just voted that half of Oklahoma went to the original native tribe that used to live there. They just gave up half of Oklahoma. Just now, recently. It's, it's a true story. So in case anyone's interested in kind of that, that kind of thing, go look it up. It's fascinating. So so Now, back yeah, to the gaming. Well, no, you have to explain this to me because... What 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 happened? They just all of a sudden decided they're giving him back because what they feel guilty over the years of stealing the land. I, I don't I don't know the whole story leading up to it. What I know is it's a court case. Okay. That stemmed from a murder. Okay. That's or not a murder, a rape. It's a it's a it's a it's a court case from '96. Okay. okay? And so the guy def- the guy defended himself by stating that you can't prosecute me. Because the land that it happened on is not yours legally, right? Okay. So it can't be prosecuted by the, the United States government. So, I guess they would look at documents. They looked. They looked all the way back to when Oklahoma was being ratified as a state, and was the verbiage leading up to the statehood of Oklahoma correct and and neat and tidy? And apparently, the Supreme Court said no. And so half. Half, half of the state, half of the state, half of half of the eastern half goes back to the the, the natives. Yeah, it's still under federal. It's still it's Fantastic still under federal jurisdiction. No, it's that's fucked up, bro. 
This is this is a precedent that's well, gonna it's fucked up, but for no, the na- about this, for, for the natives, I'm just saying well, for the for, for the natives, it's it's good for them. They got their they got land back. It's no, always no, good and bad for one person. No, no, I know, but this nothing to do with gaming. I thought I would throw that out there because I think people should need to know that's about stuff like this. I'll have to so look it go up. Go look it up. Go look it up. Please go look it up. All right. So, all right. First story. Let's talk about. We're, I, we always say quick, but it's ne- nothing's ever quick on this show. We we, we nothing. Nothing's we, quick. Okay. So let's talk about Destiny, right? So I want to go into what we played. We played Destiny, okay, and then we're gonna go into a Destiny-related story, okay. So Destiny, we did the exotic quest last night. We got the exotic quest. Um, I don't even know what the gun is called. Do you know what the gun's called, Sarge? Chat. You know what? Can you tell me what the gun is called? Oh, here's 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 how my brain registers guns now. Ready? Yeah. New exotic. Trace rifle. Get it. Cool. Get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But but look, a lot of people. My my point is my point is I know there's people that know what the gun is called. Okay. But the point is, there's nothing special in this game now. The gun. No, no, wait. That, that that's a fun. That's a fun gun. It is. I'm giving no them credit. That's I'm, a, give, I'm giving them credit. The, the 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 secondary stuff that goes on with that. That's fun. Now here's the best part about it. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. I was I was thinking about it. So now, this is just the beginning week, right? Let's fast forward like three weeks, right? Where everybody's got this sob and running around in 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 bubbles, throwing, right, slamming, picking up right? things, holding it's the bubble. It's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. There's gonna be some cool builds. Wait. There's gonna be some yeah, cool builds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. my point is that the gun, okay, is cool. But it's just another exotic. Like that's that's the process. You're like, oh, an exotic's coming out. Let's do the exotic, right? And I thought the length of the quests were fine. Like we did it for I, I wanna say what, about five hours last night from we, well, a well, little bit we earlier out because we, we were waiting for brain and right. then we were doing like it wasn't directly in. Well, it's yes. about five, six so, hours regardless, because if you started the quest the night before by yourself or, or whatever. So it's about five or six hours. I think that's about good for what an exotic should be. OK, like if you're if you're a casual player, you can get it in a week. If you if you if you play a little couple hours a, a day or if you're hardcore, you can go through it pretty fast. I think the gun is actually quite good. As far as bravo, bravo Bungie for coming up with something like I shoot the trace rifle, it creates an orb, you pick up that orb, you can either hold it and block, and it makes this giant aura around you. And and vampires, starts, people. Right. Vampires. It starts yeah. to suck them out, or you can slam the ball on it, or if you can suck it out and then drop it on them at the same thing. I think it's pretty cool the way, the way they've come up with this type of gun. Now, I have to say, if you have a full team going into a raid with, with stuff like this, seems pretty OP that the the I don't want them to nerf it. They're gonna nerf something about it. Either the damage or the amount of ammo you get. Cause the the amount of ammo that you get from this thing, I was I was using it nonstop last night after I got it. And I never ran out of ammo. Never ran out of well, ammo. Maybe, maybe you had your special ammo drop more often. That's that's fantastic. That means I can put that on one of my things and never worry about ammo. Right? So it's just constantly constantly dropping and if you're using that and someone's using get this right if someone's using a um a war cell gun where you shoot and then boom it drops on the ground and then someone also makes a little orb and then you like you hold it and you spread it out and then you slam Mm. it and then you shoot the gun and then everything's dying super fast 
I think it's pretty cool. I'm I, I am very happy about the gun. I want to see what that does in like blind well, or yeah, but or the blind well is nothing. You have to pick a different different event. No, 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 but but it's it's chaos enough where there's enough guys coming at you, and it's a it's a dot area where you're outside the bubble. So I got this. I'm using this. Why can't I live longer? Does it does it, does it go through the does it go actually go through the the force field? Does the dot take you out no matter what? Like anything where there's mass numbers of people and more than three guardians have the ability to make these bubbles and slam, there's gonna be it's gonna be chaos. Did you did you try it yesterday when you when you block, and you take a, a, a blunt force of someone foot stomping you or whatever, it, you can keep going. Like it blocks even the damage coming in. Did you know that? Well, I didn't block all of it, but it blocks the, it blocks the throwback and a, yeah, a significant amount. Yeah, of damage. and you're significant. Right, significant amount of damage. Right. I think this is cool. Like if. This is what I'm talking about with, with Bungie, though, right? With Destiny. They need to make more stuff like this. They need to make us feel awesome and cool. It's PvE. Let it's me... Sprinkle, yeah, yeah. Sprinkle. And, and we'll never see it again, right? This 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 literally is like the uh, husk of uh, the... the uh, necrochasm. The, the necrochasm, thank you. The husk of the pit, whatever, right? Yeah. It's like what they did in D1 where you, like, level up that gun. It was, like, it was a cool mechanic. Never see his, never never saw it again, right? You see like little glimpses of these like hopes of glory yeah. throughout Destiny. I think this exotic is one of those peaks into the future. Like, oh, this could be awesome! I can't wait to see what Bungie has up next. And then I, that I, comes four years from now. I already have I already have the the gun that will trump the trump the necrochasm. Uh, Galahorn coming back. No, no, well, Galahorn's coming back, right? But here's here's how you here's how you build on layers and make an awesome gun where everyone's like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm using that. Okay, picture this. I'm Ready? picturing. Hold on, let me picture. Okay, I'm there. Okay, so I'm there. Okay, so rest warm the war mind Rasputin, right? The war mind. Okay. Okay. So now he knows about Siva, right? And he hates the hive. Okay. So now what we do is we get the necrochasm back. Okay. Okay. It's an exotic. We don't have to level it up. It's an exotic. But it fires like SIVA rounds, okay? Okay. Rapid fire like the Necrochasm does. However, as long as you have full health, right? As long as you targeted something and you've pushed it, you could, you could pull the trigger and then move the gun around, the bullets all go towards the guy you had initially targeted. They didn't, like, doesn't matter which way you, doesn't matter which way didn't you Didn't they fire. do that already? Didn't they have a no, gun no. like that? No. I'm talking about like the Zorg gun from Fifth Element. Oh, okay. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's, with, like, that's, with, like, with like repeat on. That's actually with, like, the gun I was on. thinking of. I was actually thinking. Yes. Of, yeah, okay. Yes. So it's a Necrochasm gun that fires SIVA. But what does the red that, button do? That tracks. But what, that does that, tracks. but what does that red button do? Yeah. It, well, <laughs> in, 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 in this game, it would be nothing. But as a joke, I think you should blow yourself up. Right. <laughs> Anytime you buy a gun like this, the first thing you would do is ask what the red button does. Yeah, the, the Zorg gun, right. So instead of the Necrochasm, we, and, and Fox, they could actually call it that. They could actually call it the Zorg, the Zorg Reinvented or something like that. I think that would be amazing. Right. It, right. You target one thing. It would be good for bosses, right? You target one thing, and as you're running, you're just holding the trigger down and running, and the, the bullets are just shooting out, and they're going towards the guy. But that be Low pretty, damage, that'd be, of course. That would be pretty, pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. You know, low damage because it's rapid fire, but it's still funny as guys are running around. Bullets are just tracking towards, and it's Siva bullets, right? You have, yeah, you I can't, think... you can't point it at somebody. You have to do this. You have to shoot it everywhere, well, but no, at your. There's the initial. There's the initial. Once you start targeting, you have to, the first you have to lock on them. You have to lock on them. Right. First, yeah. first you lock. That's it, and then you can start running around. Just yeah, that, that'd be yeah. that'd be hilarious. That would be that would be an amazing gun. 
busted on PvP. On, Chris, Chris, I mean, stop throwing PvP in there. Stop. Come on, come on, right, stick with we're, us, we're, man. We're, we're, get it, get on our level. We're in the box, bro. We're in the PvE box. We're, we're, we're talking about PvE. Come on, come on. Just stay. Right. It's, so it's okay for the void grenades of the warlock to track people back in D1, but now this is going to be a problem. Come on, bro. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> fun. It'd be fun for a little while. It, the whole conversation we're having here, Christoph, get on the conversation is <laughs> exotic being fun. Okay. And Sarge is bringing up another thing of a fun type of gun to put in the game, right? Things that could be fun. Um, Rage, we don't answer questions like that. We have a, we have a structure show on this. This is not a Q and A uh, type of question. Like you ask a question and, and we uh, we we talk about that. Like I feel like this exotic is a good add on to the game. Hopefully, Bungie doesn't come out of the house and say, "Get off my lawn! You guys are having too much fun with that gun. We're gonna have to nerf it." Right? Like, let it let it be. Just let it let the let the let it lay die where it lies. It's a fun gun. Don't well, don't nerf look, it and stuff. This fits this fits directly into the box where they want to see how long it takes for everyone to get it, right? And then once everybody has it, what kind of problems is it causing? Right. And are those problems livable? And then we nerf. So the first guys to get the gun and have some fun with it, hurry up and get the gun. Just right. listen. Go get the gun. Go get the gun. Start using it because you know it. I know it. You can smell. <laughs> You can smell the nerf coming. Yeah, the nerf, you can the, smell the, it coming. It's, it's like rain. The nerf's coming. Yeah, it's like it's like rain outside. You're like, right. your 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 elbow starts yeah. making that noise. You're like, uh, you're that, like, oh wait, what's yeah. that clicking sound? You're like, oh, nerf is coming. Bungie's coming with the nerf. It's it's coming. There's there's two things I didn't like about it, right? Like they the catalyst came out, and we literally found out about the catalyst by accident because brain. I shot a thing. He picked up the orb and slammed it and said, "I got the catalyst." I was like, "What do you mean you got the catalyst?" He's like, "That's cheese." I got the catalyst. And I totally get it. Like the catalyst you got real early, so you could go level it up in a, in the in the process of getting the eyes. I just think I, I just think they could have done a little bit. All other catalysts is like go kill five hundred people with a with a grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five hundred, no, yeah. thousand. Yeah, go kill a go kill a thousand people in PvP with your knife, right? To get this catalyst, and you're like, that's impossible. I don't want to do that. Or go go play a thousand matches of Gambit on a Sunday. Uh, using a pistol half the time and then a sidearm, and you're like, oh, okay, great, that's that's amazing. I'm gonna do that catalyst. This one was literally pick up an orb, slam it on someone, get the catalyst. It this seems a little a little topsy turvy on the way they 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 come up with stuff. Now, one more thing about the actual quest. Like I said, I'm okay with the length of like the five six hours, but I thought the actual when you're going for an exotic or you're going for something, I feel like the process of getting it could be done better as far as like storylines and stuff like that i just feel well, like cook, the cook, act of doing it now. yeah go to mars do a weekly go to titan do a weekly go to io do a weekly right go back here well, turn it in but 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 i feel but i don't you guys while you were playing the mission those of you who have done it don't you feel that the guys who, who do the mission are, are sentimental I think it's the guys who actually made the levels right. up. It's the last time like, you're going to see Mars, it's, man. It's, it's the last time you're going to see these planets, guys. So we're going to make you do a tour around the world and make you go on right. every planet running around. Right. That's the feeling I get. I'm like, they even put oh, a parade. It's a they, they even put a parade on Io. Right? They, That's they, right. They, they have the little Mickey Mouse parade going on. Right. The, little, the little taking parade goes on every, every, uh, three times an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he just walks around. 
fireworks are going off. I mean, I mean, it's I, I know, I know, it's difficult to structure things in a in a profound way every time, you know. But I, I think it's important that when you get a really cool exotic, something should be attached yeah, to I it. I just feel like they it, should, yeah. That makes it that makes it a little bit more. Like you'll remember that you got the gun because I had to go do, I had to do this list I, or I had to do something. I, I have a question. I, I, right? There's like right now, they know what they're making in September, right? And they know what they're making after September. I would hope, like they're like the season. They know that in season twelve and thirteen, they're gonna release an exotic. Right now, they know that they're releasing an exotic sometime in that season. So why don't you work on a story? To put the exotic in, right? I'm not asking for like a five-hour storyline mission. I'm just asking for a little bit of more better story to go along with the gun that you're going for, right? I just feel like it's just not up not up to, to standards of what an exotic should be, okay? I don't know. That's it for that. As far as Destiny, right? Marty O'Donnell, who was the composer, he came out in, a, in an article recently, and he talks about how... Bungie almost lost, they almost lost the IP for Destiny. Not to Activision, but to Microsoft, okay? He said that once they left the company, they lost Halo. They actually, they they sold Halo in 2000, okay? In 2000, not 2007 like everyone thinks. He says in 2000, they got rid of it. Microsoft owned it, and then they helped make Halo 3, ODST, and, and all those, right? Which they were fine to do. And then they left, okay? Well, in 2010, when they were shopping around trying to find companies, Microsoft was one of the people that said, and they actually made a better offer. They made a better offer than Activision overall for money and stuff. And they didn't take it because Microsoft wanted the IP again. And Marty said... He, him and the the original seven, as he calls it, he said that they they he said we have to keep the name, we have to keep Destiny. We lost Halo, we need to keep Destiny, and so they took Activision's deal, okay? And they took Activision's deal. And Marty, when they were having conversations, he had this story. He talked about you got to be kind to the goose, right? And and Bungie was the goose, okay? Bungie's the goose that was laying the golden eggs and said, I mean, the goose. And one of the investors in Activision, one of the money guys, said, oh, I really like that, that you have to be kind to the goose. But sometimes you have to foregois the goose, right? Which, those of you who don't know, is you have to basically stuff the goose, right? And then you fat, eat, fatten right, them you up. fatten them up, up, right? So you can eat the liver, Okay. It's a very, it's a delicacy in, 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 in plays, right? It's very expensive. Especially especially when you're a money guy looking to hack, right. hack away companies to make some more money. Right. Yeah. And he said this, and Marty was sitting next to him, and he was like, when he said that, he had like his hairs on the back of his neck like stand up, right? He said at that moment, he, he goes, just telling the story when he said on the podcast, it, he goes, I got the same feeling on, on the back of my neck. He's like, these people were just out to basically, right? He goes, it was a terrible deal. He goes, when he told me that, I didn't want to do the Activision deal, okay? Well, they couldn't do the deal unless all of them said yay. Well, they all didn't say yay. He was 
one of the people had said nay, and that's why they got rid of him. And that's why the whole lawsuit went in with for stock options and stuff like that that he got because he didn't want to sell to Activision. And look what happened, right? Yes, Destiny is a fun game. Yes, Destiny is a groundbreaking game. It's a fun shooter game. But they fucked up yet again with the company, right? They they screwed up the first time because they were a young company with Microsoft, okay? And they got screwed, lost their IP. They kept their IP this time, and that's one of the things that Activision said. But Activision started putting their, their two cents into everything, and that's why they gave them Vicarious Visions. That's why they gave – because they were fattening up the goose, right? They kept just pushing stuff into that goose to try to get the content out, and they couldn't keep up with it. So they started giving them other studios so they could fatten up that goose so they could, it makes 100% sense of everything, right? They rushed the game out in 18 months. It was half a content when they... I, I know people are going to be like, it wasn't half content. It, was like, it wasn't a full game when it came out. If you played Destiny, most people stopped after the 8 to 10 hour story and they were done and they moved on, right? We've waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and we're still waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and it's still not a full-fledged game. Hopefully September comes now that it's been a year and a half to two years in Destiny in Bungie's hands without the uh, the farmers that were stuffing the goose, okay? And maybe now they can make the game that they truly want. So in that, in that terms, maybe by the time 2021, 2022 comes out, we're talking 2019... 2020, 2021, 2022. How many years does it take to make a video game, Sarge? Three to five years. Okay. So I think the start here in September, and again, I, I believe in Luke Smith. I believe Luke Smith has a vision now, and now they can actually do that vision because they're out of the grasps of this. And this was like damage control. That's why the slow content came out. That's why they couldn't really, they're producing stuff. We don't know what's in, in the, the roadmap going forward. But I think it's going to have to be better than what was delivered to us in this last nine months, right? This season well, is better because it's the tail end. There's there's so many there's so many factors to consider, okay? Drip feed content is because the reason... I'll try to start over here. I, I Sometimes my brain goes faster than my mouth, okay? The reason why we have the structure of Destiny that we have currently is because, number one, Bungie's on their own, okay? Right. It's a scary thing to be on your own. you got to worry about your own pocketbook. you got to worry about your own income. It's challenging, okay? They have a really good IP, a really good IP. They have a really strong community, okay? So the business model for them is we got to keep them on the line. We got to keep them on the line because the only way that we can supplement the income and get and get things moving is by doing this drip feed content, right? We charge them X number of dollars enough for to keep them interested, and we give them content and things to do to stay into the game, and so they might purchase something in the store. We understand this premise, and if you don't understand this present premise, then look at the mobile uh, business model, right? You gotta keep people in the game a certain amount of time for them to want to purchase an item, something that's fun, something that's in the game, an, an emote, something. That's the game. They're on their own, guys. So for those of you who really love Bungie and want to support them, you find something cool. That's the whole point for you to support 
Bungie. You're not supporting Activision. You're not supporting Microsoft. Right. You are supporting the game company of the game that you love to play. That's where we are. So now they're on their own. Okay. They showed you three years worth of stuff. Why? Why would they show you three years worth of stuff? Because they want you to invest why you in them. A, why? Right. Why wouldn't? Why would you want to keep that a surprise? Right. Because they're counting on. They're counting on their season ticket holders, okay, 30's, 30's name, all right, their season ticket holders to fund them, to right. keep them them afloat until Invest. they can do what they want to do as opposed to what they're told to do, okay? And so, yes, the engine's difficult to work with, but they got to keep going. This is where we are, right? They're out of the contract with Activision. It's all them, guys. It's all them. So now... We gotta give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Am I still mad at certain things? Sure. Do I know anything about game programming? No. Do I see how games are pro are, are made over the years and what I've seen and, and and can compare what I've seen in the past to what I've seen now? Yes. Okay. So I know that they're really trying. I know what the business model is and why they have to do what they have to do. Right? Very hard. I'm sure there are guys who are flip-flopping inside the company. They got them working on a specific thing for six months. Then they got them working on something else. You got to keep it fresh. That's why all these all these little things that happen throughout the year, you can tell they're done by different people. They're trying something new. What works? What doesn't? Okay, that's what we're doing. And so when Thirty and I say over and over again, even though no one wants to believe us, but it's okay, is that this is the largest paid beta in history. Okay, because if if the game itself was on well, the rails, no. meaning Star Citizens was, out there, well, well, different different set <laughs> of circumstances. If a game itself, if an IP of a game is on the rails, okay, which means that we we've made a product, we got it on the tracks, and we're we're going forward. And as the train goes, we pick some stuff up, we drop some stuff off, right? But the game is solid. We're on the game. Destiny keeps changing. The core of its game, as the years have gone on, they've never really settled on what the core is right. besides the annoying infusion leveling system. Hopefully now they but have everything the core. Else, everything else has been going in and out. So, yes, they're being tested over and over again. So, yeah, I have a right to say it's still a beta, okay? Because we haven't settled on what it is you guys are trying to do. We keep changing things, right? Yeah, some of it's for the better. Some of it's everyone's questioning. But we're all in it. We're all in it, right? So, yeah, I followed their business model. They said it's a pick-and-choose method. You don't like this season? You don't right. got to be which in they're getting away, Which they're getting right. away from again, they said. Right. Well, but that was the choice that they made because they didn't want you to feel like that you had to. Right. They it's your choice. Your be, choice. They're, they're not trying to be a cutthroat company. They are trying to tell you that we have a vision. This is our baby. We know you guys love the game. If you want to come with us, come with us. We're not forcing anyone to do anything. Right. But they want they want their fans. Their fans are there. Right. Okay? Right. right? We're talking about a worldwide community here. We're not talking about North America or right. South America. Right. We're talking about a, a huge number of people who love this who live this effing game. Okay? So, at some point, you have to be say, "Okay, well, there's no one else to blame." Right? It's just them now. It's just them. Now, you got to keep in the back of your mind 6 months off the chain. Because Activision BS, a year off the chain. Now we got COVID. Now we got this other stuff going on. So now I will not, I will not 
make a final judgment on how the product is until I see the following September content, right? What's happening right now, I'm sure, is 80% Bungie. It's probably got a little stuff that happened in the past. This Europa, what's going on? But I'm giving them the full year from Europa to next September to show me what it is you guys want to do. Like, what do you actually want to do, right? I'm in. I'm in. So if you're in, welcome to the show, right? right. If you're not in, and we understand why you're not in, and I still flip-flop from time to time because after a while, I get drained. Right, it's the same. Right? Same I get drained. You know, samey, samey. I get what you're trying to do, but that's why that's why what we the information that we try to input to them and just say, listen, just hire a couple of writers in the corner. Put some lore in here. Get Bife on the payroll. Do some stuff. Make some right. people feel grounded in the content. Not that everything is so wishy-washy, like you don't know. Everything's a mystery. <clears throat> like there's no facts on the table. Everyone's like, well, this could happen, and this could happen, and this could happen. How about just do something, finish it, close the chapter, open a new chapter, and let's build on this story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want because that's what we know was supposed to happen, okay? Did anyone forget about how the game was described to us in the beginning, like is everybody, everybody, everybody forgot is, what the way the game was described. Right? right? Is, is is it goldfish brain all around? Like, do you remember the epicness of what it was? Like the scope of what it was? Like that's where we were. That's why I played a thousand hours, uh, two thousand hours, right? Of D one, like I was in. Right? I get it. But then the corporation people, they got they got their tendrils in there, and they wanted to turn it into. Uh, FIFA, or they wanted to turn it into Call Candy Duty. Crush, Call, Call of Duty right? and stuff. They, yeah. they wanted that. They wanted that. They wanted to turn it into something else in order to just funnel money into the publishers' pockets. And Bungie, at some point, was like, "We can't do it this way. This is not how it's going to work." And Activision, it's just not work. and Activision said, "Open up wide," and they just kept right. shoving, right, shoving it. We're, we're giving you Vicarious right. Vision. Here you go. Right, right, right. We. They had they had in their mind what the growth was supposed to be, right? But they saw the numbers, they saw the community, they saw how many people were playing this game. They wanted to capitalize on those people. Also, right? oh, sorry. Also, no, no. I don't think I don't think that Bungie now could stop doing the content they were doing because now people for the last five years were were uh, conditioned to every every six months, every three months, they're coming out with something. They've been doing. Some sort of content every three months for the entire thing, except from Taken King to Rise of Iron. There was just this lull of, like, what is happening, okay? But they're like, well, we have the Eververse, and we are making money from the Eververse. And Bungie, because they're by themselves, and believe me, Bungie's fine. They have an 80,000-square-foot studio. They're fine, okay? Well, it's, well, it's empty right now. now. Right, it's empty they're right now. They're fine for now. Right. But and then they got the hundred million dollars contract to make the other mobile game that they're doing. They 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 had things in the works. They're fine. Bungie's a good company. Bungie is the EA, is the CD Projekt Red, is the Activision. But it's coming up. I'm not saying like they're bad. I'm saying they're the bigger companies that are trying to publish stuff. Right? They're trying to make their own publishing. They're trying to be Epic. They're trying to be Bethesda. They're trying to be like that. Because that's God, that's yeah. that's where you all, start. All those, all, all those names are sending mixed signals to everybody, bro. I, uh, that's what it is, though. Let's. They're trying. They're the, trying to be on their own. Period. They all of them are trying to be on their own influence. All of them right? are trying to be on their own. 
No, Bethesda's not trying to be on their own. Bethesda is 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 the puppet is the, is the puppet of Tencent. Okay, that's it. No, Bethesda isn't. That's that's uh that's is te- wait oh wait Tencent does own Zenimax. Yep, yep, they have a percentage in that. You're, you're yes, right. right. Yes. And Epic, Epic owns. Uh, yeah, there's, I, there's a company I, in there. I, yeah. Once again, guys, you got, you guys have to remember. Please stick with us, right? Just just think about it for a second. Right? Gaming makes a shit ton of money. Like not a lot of money. A not shit, a grotesque amount of money. A shit ton. Right. It's it's the, the the profits for video games is incredible. Okay. And so yes. You're going to get a lot of companies coming in here trying to get their piece of the pie, trying to get their investment people in here, and they're going to turn it into an, any other type of business in any other division of the economy. And we're as gamers, we're like, what about all that cool stuff we heard about the last five years? Like, right. what's going uh, on? It's like scrapped. You know, they, you know, but they, the corporations are subverting not only your ideas about what's supposed to happen, but they're trying to get a hold of as much money as possible, right? Because now gaming is it. This is where to be, right? If you have any kind of stock options going on right now, I would start looking for good companies. I look for CD Projekt Red. I look for Bungie. I look for some stuff, guys, because yeah, when their not games public, come though. out, they're not public, right? Not yet. When their games, when their games come out, okay, I I would be in before, right? If you believe in the company well enough and you do your research about how well they do, then invest in the companies that you love, right? But do your research. What we're in right now, this is chaos, right? We love games. We want to just play a game. But it's not about just some guys are in a garage. They made up a game. They published it. And we're playing a cool-ass game. That's not what it is anymore, right? It's surrounded well, you, by corporate stuff. Ma- you got to figure it out. Marty Marty also says when in his interview, he says that he started his own company again. Like, he's got his own independent studio. He says nobody from the original seven liked where Bungie was going and how big they are now. There's too many people. They, he says, I can't even fathom how hard it is to create a game when you have that many people all trying to, you know, focus what's going on because this group's working separate from this group and this work, and they all have to come together. He says to manage that many people is ridiculous. Like, he says 30 to 50 people, they make some fantastic games, like those type of studios, 30 to 50 people. When you're When you're a game company like Naughty Dog, CD Projekt Red, any type of company like that, uh, Rocksteady, uh, um, Grand Theft Auto, um, Rockstar. He says that's that's crazy how big they are, and to to come out with a game that they the way they do, right? So you got to remember, Bungie's also not the same Bungie they were when they made Halo. There's nobody no. left. These are all new people. This is like the the Hall of Famers retired left and the the newcomers are in that team yeah it's still the same team of Bungie but it's not the same players and the same owners it's a brand new it's a brand new thing right so again i like luke smith from talking to him personally 5 years ago at the con to what he is now i believe because he's a gamer okay i almost I had a conversation with people earlier today about Star Wars and how people were in charge of Star Wars, okay, and they had the wrong people in charge, and now they have the right people making stuff because that's the same thing. Luke Smith is the right person for the job because he is a gamer, right? Nothing personal gets Noseworthy, but when Noseworthy came on screen and said, I was just so confused, and Luke would always make fun of me because he's like, do you even play? Like... Because it was just too confusing. That guy shouldn't be in charge of leveling or uh, specials. You know what I'm saying? That guy should have nowhere near to touch that stuff because he doesn't understand it. 
Luke Smith understands that. He's like, yeah, you need to put more. You need to put more nodes there so we can pick for more things because people want to customize their thing more. He understands it. Noseworthy doesn't. Noseworthy might be better at other things, but keep him away from, from specials because he gets confused. Okay, it's just too many skill trees there for him. Okay, so that's why we got what we got in Destiny 2. Okay, Luke Smith going forward, I think, is going to change things for the better. And well, the mod system is is definitely the precursor of what they're trying to do. Right. Right? It's the, it's there. It might be a little convoluted, as usual. Right. Oh, it's always, it's always convoluted. Look at the recaster, yeah. for God's sakes. Right. Convol yes. All right. Moving on from Destiny, moving on uh, from, from that story, we're going to be talking about Last of Us 2. Now... Last of Us 2, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. little controversy of, of the actress that was getting death threats, okay? Disturbing death threats uh, to her. Now, my take on that is, instead of, and I know it's easier said than done, and I'm just a white male on the internet talking about an actress being death threats because she did a wonderful job of acting, okay? Because let's just look at it that way, all right? The people that are delusional and deranged that they want to kill somebody because of a character on a screen killed somebody. Spoiler alert, if you don't know it already, someone dies in the game and people are upset, okay? If if the person is so focused and is like, they killed one of my favorite characters, F the actress who voiceovers the character who did it, right? I personally, if I was an actor, if someone said, I'm going to kill you because what you did in that game, I'd be like, damn. They really took my, I must be a fantastic actor for them to really believe that I did it, okay? Really, I'm not being facetious in any way, all right? I feel that you should look at that and go, I'm I'm honored that you want to kill me because I did such a good job of acting. You actually believe that I actually killed someone on the screen, okay? Two, I don't like that they did this on social media. You know me, chat. Social media is, say what you want about it. I don't want to get political about it. But if someone if someone says I'm going to kill you, do you put it to the mob out into Twitter or do you bring that evidence to police and say, "Hey, this person's threatening me and my family and my life, okay? Yeah. I don't feel safe." Okay? Yeah. Instead of putting it on social media and then having the director of the game also put his two cents in, okay? I feel terrible that someone I've had people threaten my life. It's just it's just a thing that happens. And anyone can do it on the internet. Anybody can do it. it. It literally, you can close your eyes if you know where the keys are you can, and, and, and threaten someone's life without ever believing or consequences of what you're saying. Right? So one, I believe that instead of posting this and saying, hey, these, there's a scummy people out there and they're doing what they're doing, you should have taken that information, brought it to your local law enforcement to say, I would like something done about this because I feel I feel you know, scared for my life right. it's, because it's not like it's not like they can't get an IP address and figure out where the person is, right? Everyone thinks it's right. it's, it's completely right. and not completely animate, right? Right. Email. Like, you, like nobody knows. Like nobody knows. Eventually, I can figure out what your IP address is if I'm if I if I want to take the time to do it. I'll figure out where you are, right? So let's not pretend like there's no consequence, right? Now, as far as Naughty Dog is concerned, if we just focus on the video game just for a yeah. minute, yeah. instead of all the drama, just just for a minute. So, The Last of Us 2, even though controversial by every stretch of the word, okay, is a successful game. It doesn't matter who says it's not, what you say, what the what the eight or nine uh, critics say. The game is a success. 
to date, it's probably over 4 million copies, and it's only been about three weeks. Two and a half, almost three weeks. Okay? So now, if the game is successful, regardless of what is talked about, you don't like the character, I don't like that she's a, she's a, a, a gay, or whatever sexual preference she's in the game, like, none of that matters. What matters is, we made a product. Did we sell that product? Yes, we did. Did we sell a shit ton of that product? Well, yeah, we did. Oh, did it, did the sales drop 80% after the first week as to be a negative connotation? Right. They say, yeah, big deal. I sold three times as much I did the first week than I did the first game. Right. So 80% less than that doesn't really matter because we sold what we right. wanted More to successful sell. than the original game right. as far so as original, original sales. Right. Right. Now, on the side of Naughty Dog, okay, I don't like them for what they did because you know what you did. You knew that the way you structured this game was going to be controversial on purpose. On purpose, absolutely. You did it on purpose. You knew that what was going to happen was going to happen. Otherwise, you would not have chosen all the choices you made leading up to that point. The trailers of the game showed the character that everyone loved. They all expected that character to be there. And the fact that you brought that character in and destroyed that character in front of all the fans and replaced it with someone that nobody cared about and you questioned right. why there was outrage, okay? So by that token, I agree 100% with the fans. You lied to them and sold them a, a product that was a lie, okay? Now, you want to call it subvert expectations? Fine. You can say whatever you want. But let's be honest. If you wanted people to buy your game and you really cared about your product, you would have made the game not because the guys wanted it that way or the community wanted that right. way, but you would have made a good product and you could have just washed your hands with it and we moved on. But you wanted to put your flag in the ground. You wanted to take an artistic stance and how I wanted to make this game, like somebody, like a director would say, I want to make the movie like the way I want to make it, okay? And they gave him carte blanche and they said, go ahead and make the game you want to, right? And so in the middle of them making the game, maybe all this cancel culture and everything else started coming out a little bit more a little bit more prevalent, and he started worrying. And that's why they started saying all this bullshit before the game came out. And released. Because now they were worried. And, they were worried and leaked about footage, what was going to happen. And leaked And footage, leaked the footage. Right. And so somebody decided we're going to leak this footage now because let's get it all out now before the game comes out. Because once again, season ticket holders. Right. Season ticket holders. Right. The people that are going to buy your game are going to buy your game. Unless, outright, somebody's on the cover of the, of the box, like, screaming out racist comments with his cock in his hand, like, something to offend as many people as possible. The people are going to buy the game. Right. Okay? Well, I said that I said that now, weeks ago. All, yeah. Right. All that's going to happen is the people that were thinking about buying the game, maybe, now they're going to not buy it right away. They're going to wait for their friends to say something about it. They're going to talk about wait it. Wait for it to go then on maybe sale. They'll buy the game, right? right. Go on sale. But the, but the way that the media tries to twist every single moment of this game, like, but guys, by the way, the game is successful. And as far as I'm concerned, when a, when a, a, a company makes a successful product, they just go like this. Oh, it's successful? Next. And they walk over here. Now, right. you and me, everyone's talking about this controversy, this controversy, this controversy. Like, there is zero controversy, people. The game sold. Right. Okay? It's successful. It doesn't matter it's, it's how successful. you feel about it. Right. It doesn't matter. Right? The numbers are in. Okay? And the game has only been three weeks. I, the game has plenty of time for people to buy yeah, it later on down the road. It's probably got right? about five million, six million copies now. Right? right? I would assume. So, they're fine. Right? But I disagree the way Naughty Dog handled it, because they knew in the middle there was going to be a problem. They knew, 
They knew it. And so to pretend like you didn't know and to pretend that you didn't think people were going to be upset and you, and then you wanted to you want to try to slip flip it around and say the fans are the ones who are crazy. The fans are like like it's our fault. Like I'm sorry. Uh, who made the game? Sorry, who who decided to 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 pick that direction? Right. Uh, not us. We didn't decide that direction. Now, once again, you want to put the flag on the ground. You want to say, well, I want to do it the way I want to do it. That's cool. You can do it the way you right, want to do it. Right. Because you're the director, but right? Are, but now, are you going to be upset that maybe you don't sell as many copies or you don't get the people that you want to get to buy it because of the decisions you made? Are you ready for the consequences of your actions of the way you made the game? Right? right. That's what he was worried about. But of course, it's the vocal minority that's screaming into the void about how the game is racist, sexist. It's 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 subverting my expectations. They'll, they'll make up whatever they wanted to make up. Meanwhile, cha-ching, and it doesn't matter how right. anyone felt. Well, it's also it doesn't matter. It, it also puts out there like even these. It sounds terrible. Even the death threats on the on the actress, like them reposting it and re putting it back out should there. Never should never have gone on the internet. Right for that kind of thing. That, should never have gone. That's on the that's just them. More marketing for them, right? Hey, look. That's correct. Right. Oh, the, the actress that played the character, these people are threatening them. Then there's people out there with the mindset of, oh, I feel I feel terrible for that person. I don't even know what that game is. I'm going to buy it to support them, right? That's, 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 that's a sale, right? There's no such thing as bad publicity. That's why these people do what they do as far as companies try to get it out in front of people as much as as possible i said it weeks ago months ago when the game released and leaked and they the scene was out everyone knew what was what was happening if you watched it two months three months ago bro and bro. hold on hold on three months ago and when it happened i said this is not going to affect the game at all because even if the people that weren't going to buy the game okay great they're not going to buy the game but now more people are going to be like, all right, I'm going to buy that game just because, you know, I want to support them because I believe in the company. Like you were saying about if you like Bungie, season ticket holders, they got the season ticket holders, they're going to buy it regardless. And like you said, for sales, $1.3 for Last of Us 1, first week. First week here, $4 million, right? That's a success. That's four times the amount on opening weekend, and I'm sure they've sold more than that, right? I'm sure it'll be $10 million. Life sales for Last of Us. Now, life sales might not be as long. Okay, for Last of Us 2, but it doesn't matter. Because by that by that time, five years from now, they've already moved on to another game. Which, I actually saw a posting, Naughty Dog's hiring for their next game. So, voila. Okay. Well, because... Because they they ran their people through the through the washer, right? They had to do their crunch. Whoever whoever makes it makes it. Whoever decided that they couldn't do it again, they bail out, and now those positions opened up. Welcome to the wonderful world of gaming. Okay, but let's not forget. Okay, let's not forget. The Last of Us Two is a story driven game. It's a story driven right. game. Right. It's not about the mechanics. It's about the story, and so we weigh the story more. Then we weigh out the rest of the game. Right. The, and the for, those people that are, for those people that are vested in the story, they expected a certain amount of story to go with this game. Now they didn't like it. So they have a right to be mad because that's how it works, right? If I love shooters and you sell me a shooter and the shooting's shitty, I'm going to be mad, right? right? Does the guy who's mad at the game because it doesn't shoot well worse than the guy who doesn't like the story because of whatever reason? No, it's the same. Right. It's the fucking same. Right. Okay. You can't just pick and choose what's okay not to say and what is. You're going to offend some people. That's how this works. Yeah. I say how I feel. I say it out. 
you either take that my my opinion or you take what I say and you decide whether or not it's true, it's not, got a good point, it doesn't. But I'm not gonna start curbing what I say based on what you feel because right. it changes the way I feel. Right. I say what I want, you digest it the way you're gonna digest it. Now, if you have a problem and you want to jump off a cliff because I said something you didn't like, then maybe before you jump off the cliff, you should probably just ask me just for shits and giggles, hey, Sarge. What did you actually mean by that? Right? Because otherwise, I'm jumping off the fucking cliff. <laughs> like, that's how people react now. Right. Like, that's not how it works, people. Like, welcome to the planet Earth. We're, right? Wait. What you say matters. A conversation? You mean a, a, yeah. a, a conversation? Yeah. So, for me, I, I, I wasn't interested in the first game. Right? I, I adored the graphics. I thought it was a fantastically made game. Right? I know all about it. I watched videos on it. But... It wasn't. It's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I don't. I don't care for the game. I respect them for doing it. However, for people that like story game and waited seven years, I also understand why you are mad that they destroyed a game that yeah. you loved. Here, okay. Here, here's the thing, right? A lot. Uh, why you're asking? You don't understand what what the hate is. That the hate for the backlash. There really is no hate. The 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 media, the company, the tweeting. They all put that back in the feeds for people to see because it just stays longer. Because if it's good, people are like, "Oh, it's great," and you move on. But how do you keep it from? How do you keep it festering for a bit? Right? Controversy. Controversy gets much more than positivity. Okay. So if they put out there, "Oh, well, there's a trans in the in the game," people hate. There's people on the internet that hate this person. This person's gay. This person. There's people that hate this person on the internet. It keeps it festering in the in this is why i don't like social media you'll see me go live i say hey i'm live that's that's what i use social media for okay that's why there's backlash there's this faux pas of let's keep it going because we need to keep sales up right it's dying down a bit what else can we do oh i don't know let's uh let's talk about how this person is uh, being pushed off the internet now because they didn't like their acting yeah i'm i'm starting to wonder now after all the information came i'm starting to wonder that I don't think that actually the whole game being leaked was a leak. Honestly, no, no I'm telling you it wasn't. Honestly, honestly, because if it was a real leak, if that was a if that if that was a true leak, like someone found a way to get the information and put it out on the how did internet, they not find out yet? They they would have found out who that person was and would have sued them into oblivion. How? Okay, they would have destroyed that person. What happened is they wanted to get ahead of the train crash. Yes, they knew the train yes. crash was coming. So let's just put the train crash out there. Let's see who rubbernecks. Let's see who tries to avoid it. And we're going to roll with the punch. That's what they did. Right? And it worked. It worked, people. By the way, everything I just said for the last 10 minutes doesn't matter. Game's successful. <laughs> exactly. The game is successful. Exactly. It doesn't matter what I say. And we're just having what a, con a is, conversation on the right, internet. Right. What matters is the fact that if something really bothers you, like if it's something in the game or you don't like the way the, the, the work ethics are for the company, they did or good. That, like they're like they're embezzling or you actually research the companies that you want to be involved in and you find something wrong with them and you don't like it. The only way that your voice matters at all is for you not to purchase the game. That's it. That doesn't matter. You going on a tirade about how bad or good something is, trying to affect everyone's brain about whether they're going to buy it or not, I got news for you. Season ticket holders, right. okay? It, right. Season ticket holders, they know who's buying, who's not. What they don't know is 
how much of this other group can we get? Like this group over here. Yep. Like they didn't play the first one. How do we get? So how, how do we, do we get, get them? them? Right. How do we get them to play? So let's throw some hand grenades and see what happens. Right. right? That's what it is. Let's throw some hand grenades. Right. 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 We're gonna get some people. We're not. Right. Because the people that didn't like it, they already got your money. And the people that didn't buy it yet, they might get their money, right? And welcome, welcome to video games, right? How do we get? How do we capture the people that haven't purchased it yet? Let's speak of another game that's going down here. So that's that's it from Last of Us. The next game in the lineup is Madden Twenty One, right? Madden Twenty One. So there's there's two stories with Madden, okay? One, just two, just two, right? Okay, go ahead. So one of the stories is that Madden Football, which is Tiburon Studios, which is literally about seven miles from my house. I used to live two miles from them. Uh, they create the Madden Football game. Always have been there for years. Okay, so they've 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 changed the game a little bit, but not really. So in Madden Twenty One, they're delivering some big on-field improvements. Let me hear if you guys have heard these before. If you've been playing Madden since the beginning of time, okay. So they're doing so only only you old people are going to know. So right. stick with us. So on the field, there's there's a big focus on Madden NFL 20, uh, 2021 on how they develop the EA Tiburon by improving on the field gameplay. OK, so the biggest improvement is the defensive line with the new pass rush controls. Pass rushing in Madden NFL 21 is a significantly more fun than the previous games with specific abilities now mapped to the right stick and triggers which gives Madden NFL 21 players more direct control over the defense. Now, I don't know if anyone else has ever played. I forget what Madden it was, but I used to play Madden. When you used to move the stick, you would do the you would do the roll thing, and then you would, you could do the triggers and, and and push the dudes to the fucking side, right? Step arm. Yeah, you could do yeah. all that stuff. And then on running side, you could do the stick and switch switch balls in the arms, and then stiff arm and do all the stuff that was in the game years and years ago, right? And now they're bringing it back in, and they're saying it's it's new, right? Let me just paint you a picture here. Sunsetting, right? They've sunsetted mechanics in, in Madden football. It leaves for a couple years. They put it back a in. A decade, whatever, right? They put it back in, and then they tell you, hey, it's a brand new mechanic, right? They're doing it for the rushing as well, right? The new skill stick system makes the running the ball even more engaging, and moves are simple to pull off. They've done this before. They, they sold you the cone of vision before, multiple times over. Quarterback, quarterback cone. Right, the quarterback cone. Now, this is why people are upset. Not only because of this, but here's the story that's actually the meat and potatoes of, of the Madden football and why people are upset. They're, they're mad because of franchise mode. Okay. Now, if you guys have watched this show multiple times over the years, you know we always complain about Madden football, how they sell a $60 game. Now with microtransactions and loot boxes and all this other stuff with the with the ultimate packs, and yet it's the same game. It's the same game, not from my standards, literally from the developer. It's the same stadiums year after year, and they just put they don't even take off they don't even take off the banners from the three years prior. They sell you a 2020 game and it has the 2017 banners. 19. Or 19, 19. whatever. 18, 18 or 19 it was has on Has the banners yep. on the thing, meaning they're not upgrading. They're not doing anything. They just leave it the same. Right. They're just updating no one the even, roster. No one, no, one even, no one even took the time to change what the banner looked like. Right. They, that was too much trouble for them. Right. Let's just throw it up there and charge them Customization for, for characters. It's the same 15 faces, but they just change like... His eyebrows like this, and then it's like this, 
or it's the, it's it's ridiculous. They charge sixty dollars every year for an updated roster. Okay, if a games a service game is to be said, it's sports games. Sports games need to be a live service entity. Maybe not. Starts to this before the show. Maybe how about you don't make a sports game every year for sixty dollars? What about if you made it every? two to three years and you just updated the roster because it's the same fucking graphics and you just import the actual thing. Okay. But of course cash they're not, cow, bro. right? They're not going to do that. Cow. Right. Because cash they want cow. to make the cash cow. So the, the, I think we're starting to make some leeway here. though, Sarge, because the Madden community is getting upset because franchise mode. Okay. So the recent reveal trailer for Madden NFL two, uh, 21 has fans unhappy and they're making it un, uh, known on Twitter, right? Twitter, Get on there, Twitter. Come on, mob. Get your pitchforks and torches out there. We got to make some room. A lot of anger from players comes from the game's franchise mode. Although there are company or complaints beyond what Sean Grady, is exclusive producer of the game, recently reached out to Twitter and to respond. His speech to players said that he said his team and have seen the tweets and understand the players' frustration, and we're listening. And we went to say his team is committed to providing updates of the game and that they've made and is working on plans to bolster the franchise in response to the fairly vague, giving players no real information, which they never do. They say this every year, that they're going to adjust stuff or change stuff and do stuff, and they never make any of these changes. So the reason why fans are upset in Madden 21 to the degree is largely the lack of changes in franchise mode. The mode involves managing a team of several teams, focusing on the business as a player team advanced. The lack of advancement in the mode itself has what players are fuming about. Many declare that the mode feels very bare bone overall and has concepts of gameplay have not changed for years. Okay, this has not been meaningful addressed for several games now, despite promises to do so from EA in the past. Okay, it's not just the lack of changes in franchise mode that have players angry. Madden 21 reveal trailer drew uh, IRE for putting the focus in all the wrong places. The most uh, touted new feature is the ability to control touchdown dances, which seems insignificant. This has led to fans to conclusions that EA is putting more effort into changing or improving things in the game that don't even matter. Now, I don't know anything about the dances, but this sure does sound like microtransaction heaven, right? You want to go spike the ball and do the little little dance in the end zone? That'll cost you $3. I guarantee they're going to be selling that shit. Mark my words. If they're not already, they're going to be selling the dances for the touchdowns. Listen, this this just goes back, this goes back to being a an intelligent and vigilant consumer. If I bought Madden for $60 and the game was good for a good two or three years before I decided I want to buy another Madden, right? Now you're buying the same game again with microtransactions in it for special teams or ultimate your, teams, your, the ultimate team, ultimate, your ultimate team. And so if in your brain as a consumer, you think it's okay to spend three times as much for the same game to get nothing new, and then not only that, but you play three times more for the game every year and still think it's good. I put you in the ca- in, in the category of you are a poor consumer. You do not understand what value is because you just like to throw money at something and you're having fun with it. If that's where you live, if that's where you want to be, then get ready for a new set of circumstances when these games come out because nobody wants to pay attention. They just want to throw money at something. Ask some questions. Maybe if you bought the game the last three years in a row, okay, maybe figure out that nothing's changed. Maybe figure out that 
80, 90, 100 dollars for the inst for the uh initial price, right? Plus all the updated teams that you buy is something that maybe you shouldn't do every year and then want to know why I can't go on vacation or I can't buy any new games, right? Because I'm okay spending twelve hundred dollars on a video game that, that hasn't changed. There's something wrong with you. I'm sorry to say it, but there is. And if you keep feeding it to them, they're going to keep making it. They're not going to change. By the way, they're not going to change. By the way, I'm not sure uh, how far into business anyone's gotten, but if, if if there's a monopoly on making a game, if you have exclusive rights on making a game, which they signed, there's no, there's no competition. There's zero competition, meaning they can do whatever they want because you want to play football, and the only person that sells a football game, yeah. is right here, buddy. Right. So whoever I sell to you is going to be it. So chew on it and like it, right. right? That's the attitude. Right. So how does that work for the consumer? How does that work for you as someone who says, I'm looking for a cool game? Well, if I, if I want a World War II shooter, I've got like eight or nine choices, PC and console, okay? If I want a football game, I'm going to one company. And by the way, I'm not going to them. I'm not giving them a dollar. I'm not giving them a piece of lint out of my pocket. I'm not giving <laughs> them a credit card, a gift card. Or if someone buys it for me and sends it to my mailbox, I will not click on that goddamn link. I am not giving them any money ever because they are trash. The company is trash, right? Please, for the love of God, just make a proper consumer choice and look at the product before you throw money at it because you want to play football, okay? The soccer one is completely out of control, all yeah. right? But soccer well, that's, that's is worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. Right? That's worldwide, right? I'm talking about football, American, American football. And you guys are just like, Whatever, bro. I got to play my team against my boys. Here's three hundred dollars. Like, hey, okay, bro. Right. Like, but but if I call you stupid, you can't say that you're not stupid. You're stupid. That's Matt, just how it Matt, goes. Madden knew that their contract was running out, and they just signed another five-year optional six-year for the exclusive, five years for another exclusive NFL, and that was just like three weeks ago, a month ago, maybe. So, the only way EA is going to figure out that it's not working is that nobody buys it. But that's not going to happen. It. But I really hope, because it is a simulator, I talked about this last week, I really hope that this year's Madden, that there's nobody in the stands. Because that's what's happening right now. And if it's it's if it's doing reality, well, then there needs to be nobody in the stands and the players need to wear masks and a whole bunch of stuff, right? Like, I hope they change it. But they won't It's just because that means sad, they have to work on the actual game. So they're, they're not actually going to do that. Yeah, it's foot, football Listen. and football. So we we under I understand it's important to have product in the in the in the pipeline to to sell to people. But if it's a game that doesn't change every year, right? They've mastered. Why, the why art would they change of, it? Right? They're not. Yeah. They've mastered the art of selling you the same product over again for at least four times as much money. And everyone says, yeah, sure. Yeah. So obviously, obviously, the gaming industry has not found the point at which you are unwilling to pay for something. They we they have undervalued us, and they realize that you are willing to pay three to four times higher price for something that you actually want to play, as opposed to something that has the value of what that price tag right. is. That's the difference. Sca That's the difference. Scavenger, if I, I know they signed a deal, right? Two K did a deal, but they can't make a similar. So what are they going to make? Like NFL Blitz? Are they going to make like backyard football with the NFL logo on it, where it can't be? It's going to be like three on three. You know what I'm saying? That's not really a football game that people are looking for, but I guess it is a, a tip of the hat to be like, well, you can't play football, but you can play our game, which is almost like football, but instead you, you have to hit it with your hand instead of throwing it because it can't be a football simulator game, right? Like, I don't I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but it's going to be 3 on 3 NFL blitz, maybe it's 
Maybe it's football with hockey sticks. I don't I don't know what they're going to do, right? I mean, the, the last one I remember playing from back in the day before I stopped giving a shit about it was the Monster League stuff. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, the Monster, Monster League football is good. Monster League hockey and Monster League football where yeah. you used to hit a guy so hard, you used to kill him, yeah. and then the team would be one less guy. Be, I thought you, that was kind of fun. You would see like a tombstone on the actual field and stuff. Yeah. 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 All right, so that's, that's the Madden. So let me know what you guys think. Are you guys still going to buy Madden no matter what happens? I mean, and here's the best part about Madden. You know it's the same game. You know oh, what's new in it. Oh, they got Tom Brady in the, in the in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. You know you could do that right now in the football game you already own that he didn't get traded to. You could literally just click on him and go trade to Tampa, right? You don't need to buy $60 to do it. You can literally just do the updated rosters. Brain said it earlier in chat. Just to let you know, you can download the updated rosters for NCAA 2014 right now, okay? There's things out there that you can do to get around it if you just want to play the same... Okay? If you, if you want the stick it's to move, bad. I think go back to 2003. If you want the cone of vision, I think you go back to 2005. If you want if you want an ambulance running over the players, that's like 1997. Okay? You know, obviously, obviously, this is for the up-and-coming kids who don't understand the football game. It's got to be because nobody in their right mind is paying three times as much for a football game and giving them microtransaction money. Right. And by right. the way, my team is dead next year. My team is dead. I have got to rebuy the game, and I got to rebuy my guys. Like that's you. You are can't, mental, bro. Can't you, wait. You might as well just start your own fantasy football league and collect money from your friends. You're You're better off. Yeah. You're better off. Yep. All right. Next story we want to talk about Fortnite. Let me talk about Fortnite real fast. I want. I want to bring this up because it's not about actual Fortnite. Like I'm not going to give you tips and tricks on how to how to build and go watch Ninja or anything like that. Okay. I'm bringing it up because this this kind of bugged me. And again, this is not to be political in any way, shape, or form. It's to to announce, like, game companies shouldn't do what Fortnite did. And you can say what you want. I'm saying what I want. I have my own podcast. If you don't agree with me, you can comment down below. I'll read it and move on. And if you want to talk about it, you go make your own podcast. It's, it's, it's very simple. You can use Anchor.fm, one of the people that actually sponsors uh, the podcast. All right? So Fortnite's hosting... Okay, they were hosts screening of uh, Independence Day, okay, for a racism, racist presentation, okay? Not to be racist against people, but to educate people on racism and, and such within the actual game. Now, I don't, I don't know if they have the actual video. Do they have the actual video here? Uh, yeah, they have the actual video of the video itself. Okay, anyway, I'll, I'll bring it up on screen. So, they, inside Fortnite itself, they had a presentation and then to to educate people on, look, Black Lives Matter, don't be racist, and, and, and this whole panel that was going on. And I just feel that they used Fortnite in a wrong way for this. Because 80%, and I'm, I'm just pulling a number out of my, my head, right? When you say Fortnite, you think kids, Okay. Kids. It's kids. It is that's, kids. that's what it is. When you see the tournaments and you see the fans in the stands, it's like five kids per adult. Okay. Because they're taking the neighbor's kids and everyone else's kids and they're all going there. And there's one parent on the phone going, I hate my life while they're watching Fortnite with their kids going, ah, I love it. Right. And that's what it is. I'm not, I'm not digging on it. That's what it is. They did this and they show this video, which I believe is, is, is here. Okay. Let me, let me mute this. But there's a, a video going on, and this is the, what they showed inside of Fortnite about 
the protests about beatings of black people because of the of, of what's happening in the world and all this stuff. And I I 100% agree that there is a platform for this. And my problem is the platform is not Fortnite. Okay. People like if I'm an adult, which I am, and my son goes, I want to play Fortnite. I'm Barely. Like, yeah. Oh, they didn't show it. This is this is not even it. There's this is not even the uh the, the there's a there's a music video that plays in it that shows like beatings and fires and things. And I know what some of you are saying. Well, they're shooting people in the game anyway. Yes, it's cartoons and they're shooting people and it's but then when you take reality and put it into the actual game, it becomes some other meta of what's happening, right? If I sit my son down and go, yeah, go ahead and play Fortnite. I'm okay with you playing Fortnite, which obviously my five-year-old is not playing Fortnite. But if I had a, a, a kid old enough to play it and he wanted to play it and I'm okay with him playing it, he sh I shouldn't have to worry that he's seeing this stuff in his game, okay? And that's where my, my problem is, right? That they're using this as a metaverse, which we've talked about in past broadcasts, right? Because they had that island for the concerts and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. This reminds me of Second Life type of stuff. But in Second Life... When you went to someone's server, okay, when you went to someone's server, a little a little banner popped up and said such and such server. I mean, there was porn and stuff in Second Life, okay? Like, you just show up and there'd be a video player and there'd be porn, just someone just banging at someone and you're like, oh, all right. And if you're comfortable with that, you stay on the island. If you weren't comfortable with that, you leave, okay? But it gave you a warning of what was happening on that private server. There was, there's no private servers here. This is... This is everyone in the country is getting in and going in. And then all of a sudden you walk over the hill. Well, the, the fans started throwing fake tomatoes at the screen. Like, get this out of here, man. Like, we don't want this in here. We just want to separate play, from reality. Play, play a video game. Yeah, play a video game. I want to play a video game. What, what do you, what do you right? think about this, Sarge? Oh, I got a lot to say about this one. Okay, first of all, I don't want them telling any of my kids anything on a video game. Right? I buy a video game for my kid. He plays the video game and that's it. If you want people to learn about racism and don't don't be a racist and want to be teach social skills, that's your parents' job. Your parents' job is to teach you how to live your life as a human being before they release you into the world. It is not Epic's job to teach little kids who are trying to play a video game about how they shouldn't be racist. Now, on the on the on the on the front of it, sure, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. But I don't want kids looking at stuff like that. When they're supposed to be just playing a video game, because that's what I bought. Okay, if I wanted, if I wanted Epic to start teaching my kids some shit, well, you didn't buy it, Sarge. Should, it's free to play. That, whatever. Or maybe I should send Epic a list of stuff they should teach them besides that, like how to read and write and all the other stuff that's more important than the actual video game itself. But I bought him the video game. Right? He's playing a video game. I don't want to see that shit at all. Right? Yes, it's important, but that does not belong there. That does not belong. Yeah, I feel like they're using. Period. I feel like they're using Fortnite Period. like like Facebook, right? Facebook's a, Facebook's a huge platform, so they put stuff on it. This is a huge platform, but this is not the place for this type of stuff. That's a, that's a lot of kids, man. That's yeah. a lot of kids who get to watch this. Once again, I don't like racism. Okay, I believe people should be taught not to be racist. Correct. Right. And by the way, by the way, you don't. You're not born fall out of the womb, get to get to grade six, and you're just racist. Like that's not how it works. Okay. It's taught, okay? So if they're trying to make a difference about something, then maybe they should fund some things in schools or maybe they should fund some products someplace else. Right. But as far as a video game is concerned, that kind of stuff should not be in a video game. Yeah. Kids are playing the video game. It's bad enough. We're trying to separate good and evil. 
real guns, fake guns, what's a, what's appropriate and what's not to kids as it is. And kids are much smarter now than they were before because they got a phone in their hand. Yeah. Okay, they know everything. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of stuff belongs somewhere else. Right. Sorry, not a video game. Hell, I, I would be okay. I would be okay if they put a tab, like there's battle royale mode, there's creative mode, there's political real life mode that you can click on a button and then you go into there if you want to watch it, or have a link that says, "Hey, if you would like to watch this, blah blah blah." Check out our website here. Go here, right? But I don't believe it should be inside the actual game itself. I don't know. There's, there's, That's a, just... there's a lot of there's a lot of overreaching happening, and that once again, unless somebody calls out, calls them out on it, they just keep overreaching. That's how it works. It's that's it's... how that's 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 how oppression works. I do something to you, right? I I get about three feet closer, and then you so you don't say anything, and then I go I get four feet closer, and then you say something, so then I back up. Then I wait. Right, right. Then I do it again. Then I wait. Then I do it again. And pretty soon, you're like 30 yards back, and you're and you're still mad about it. But you're 30 yards 30 yards back because you don't say nothing. Shit like this, you got to say something right away. Yeah. I don't want this in front of my kid. Period. That's right? why I brought especially, it up. Yeah. Especially since it's a it's a platform like it is. The game's free. The parents just use it as a babysitter. Imagine imagine just a normal parent who's not keeping track of stuff. All of a sudden, happened to look over at the kid playing the the Fortnite game and saw that on the screen, and they're like, "What the hell is that?" I, I wish. What is that? I wish I could find the actual. Uh, I, it's not in this article, but I wish I could just show. It, it wasn't like the music video was bad, but the images and stuff on there. I'm just like, what? What is this? Like, I would be furious if I was like, okay, Fortnite's okay to play, and then I come back in the room and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right, like I would, I just, I feel like it shouldn't be there. All right, so. there's a place, there's a place for everything. That's not where that belongs. Yeah, let me know. Let me know what you guys think, chat, in, in chat, or if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. If you head on over to Thirty and Still Gaming Live, there's the, right at the top of the screen. You can send us an email. You can either go to Anchor.fm, give us a voicemail message. Uh, let me hear what you think about this. Do you think this is okay? Do you think this is good? There's no right or wrong answer. It's your answer. I like to hear the feedback from you guys. So if you go over, send us an email, or hit us up with a voicemail, I'd love to hear what you guys think. All right, so next story I want to talk about is Dual Universe. Okay, we're going to save Microsoft for the end here. Dual Universe is this MMO that... Um, that we talked about a couple, I want to say about like a month and a half ago on the show. Dual Universe is this gigantic MMO that everything in the game is made by the people, okay? If you played Star Wars Galaxies in the in the past, if you play Albion Online, if you play um, any type of economy-based game where the player base is the economy, that's what this is. But everything is created. So houses, towns cities, businesses, giant giant stuff, okay? Like all of this all of this stuff is made by the people of the actual game. So Dual Universe is coming out with a beta starts in August, at the end of August. Okay? Right now there's alpha going on and there's a monthly fee. Like right now there's a package deal that you could purchase like early adopter, like you just pay for the game like outright, right? Like 60 bucks, but then they're going to have a monthly occurring fee for this in beta so it's three for three months it's twenty dollars and 97 cents for six months at thirty eight dollars and 45 cents and 12 months it's sixty nine dollars and 90 cents okay it's a it comes out to around six dollars six to seven dollars a month uh for based on whatever months you get now 
It says, alternatively, you can get the beta access without the subscription and start playing Dual Universe now, right? Like, buy now, alpha pack. I think it's like $60, $90, like $180. Okay, I'll, I'll go to the website in just a second to, to look at it. My problem with this is, this is a alpha right now, and it's going to beta. And they're charging a monthly subscription model for beta because the game is supposed to come out sometime in 2021. That's if it's on time. With COVID and stuff going on right now, we don't know if any game is coming in on time. Okay, so this could go on like sort of like Star Citizen. It could be a year, it could be two years, it could be three years, and they just keep pushing it out. Now, I'm not saying they are doing this, but I'm saying it's potentially they could do this, right? So how do you feel, Sarge, about an, a beta charging a monthly fee, like an MMO that's already full-fledged released, and they're, they're throwing their hat into the ring? Listen, developers find all sorts of ways in order to, to cover their ass when it comes to trying to make the best product possible, right? So maybe, you know, it's their way of saying that if you know us, you know the product, you want to pay to be in it. And I'm sure, of course, if you pay for the beta, I, I'm sure you get a copy of the game later on. You don't have to pay for the game, right? Like you've already paid for the game type of thing. Now, if it's one of these things where they're just charging you to play a game and then they're going to have to charge you again when the game comes out because they want... They want you to pay to be a tester, that kind of line of logic. Then I'm a little bit pissed off about it because it's like, hey, listen, I know it's hard to run a company. I know it's hard to make these kind of decisions. But what's the deal about you want us to pay to be your testers? You want all the feedback from us and you want us to pay for it? Right. And then when you make the game, then you charge me for it. It's like, where's where's my side of this? Where's the consumer point of view on this? Right. You don't know if the game's good enough. You want our you want our then have a closed, have a closed beta, set up a server, hire a thousand people, right? And that's your test group. But pay betas, come on, man. It's 2020. You want me to pay to test the game for you and tell you how I feel about what you want free data from me. You want my money from me. Like what what what's the other half of this? Like what do right. I get? Right. What, what do I get? Like, and, and I love how everybody wants cheap labor, right? They want cheap labor. I get it. They want cheap labor. So let's see. We'll ask any kid out there. You know, they'll fork over some money to play a video game before anybody else so they can tell their friends about it. That's basically the mentality, right? They'll have the information that nobody else has, right? They don't know anything, they don't know anything about it. And if, it, and if it gets too detailed, then we can just send a non-disclosure agreement and we don't have to worry about it. Right. Well, right now there is a non-disclosure agreement. No one can talk about dual universe. But as soon as this comes out at the uh, out of uh, alpha and goes to beta and you pay a monthly fee, there is no NDA anymore. You can talk about it. My question is, or my problem with this is, Look, I want to play a game like this. I love MMOs like this. I love a game that I can dive into. Like, if you play Destiny or D Division or all these other games, like, you only can play up to a certain point, and then it's like, why am I doing this, right? There's no point anymore to do it because you're, like, at the at the top of the, of the ceiling, right? With an MMO, especially a game like this where you're building anything, you can run anything, you can create anything, it's it's run by the by the people, There's there's never a cap. There's never a top of the ceiling because you're constantly like today I'm gonna build a I'm gonna build my car I'm gonna build a, a ship I'm gonna build a house I'm gonna build a city I'm gonna build a, a whatever anything you want it just constantly increases right and I'm, that intrigues me about a game like this but what what I pull back from is like well you want me to pay a monthly fee like you just said to test your game out now if you come out in full fledged it's released okay. And then I'm paying, but it has to be released, meaning it's a full-fledged, flushed-out game. Now, I paid, I played Minecraft, I paid, I think it was like 4 to $6 originally 
and I knew what I was getting into. I was like, all right, this is a early, early access pre-alpha game, and I played it, and I got all the updates up until it launched, and I stopped playing Minecraft religiously when it launched. I was like, I'm done with it. I played it for three years, almost four years before it even launched, okay? And I thought it was a great game, and I, and I liked the fact that I helped flush out that game to what it is today, right? Which is one of the most popular games on the planet, okay? I have a I have a feeling I'm not asking for anything. I paid six dollars one time, and I've owned Minecraft my entire life so far for the you know the uh, eleven years, twelve years it's been out. Okay, so with a monthly subscription like this, I don't. It just gives it gives a bad taste in my mouth. Like, what's to stop them a year before it launches? Go, uh, it, not enough people played, so we're just we're just gonna pull it. Right? Not only did you invest in it. Right, because they're they're almost scaring you right now. Well, if you buy right now, you can get the alpha pack, and you don't have to pay this monthly subscription, and you can buy it right now. But if you don't, if you wait, then you're gonna have to pay a monthly subscription, okay? And they they structure it and go, oh well, twelve months is sixty nine ninety. Well, if I go to if I go to their website, okay, I think it's called Dual Dual Universe MMO, yeah, Dual the Game. Okay, on their actual site, you want to play? Yeah, I want to play. Let's let's click on this. Okay, I, I want I want to click on this and play. Well, here's the package deal. Well, the contribution pack is sixty dollars. Okay. Well, the year pass right now is sixty nine. So if I buy right now, Sarge, I save nine dollars and I don't have to pay the monthly subscription. Right? They're they're getting it. They're getting me in now. Okay. What's what does this sound like to you? It's, well, you, you it sounds like a pyramid can, scheme or it sounds like some some sort of scam online. Listen, you can you can. Be the eternal optimist and say these are just the way things are done now. These are way people uh, find new and inventive ways to get some currency while they're developing a game. I get it. But I'm always the pessimist when it comes to business because if they can get something over on you, they usually will. That's what usually happens. It's not because everyone's out to help you out. That's not the way the world works. Okay. So when they do help you out and it does work out for you, that's a bonus, by the way. So for me to look at this, I'm very skeptical. I'm very skeptical that the game will come out. I'm very skeptical that, that the way that, that it's structured and the way they talk about it, that it seems solid. Sure. It's another voluntarily, you're volunteering your money over for the for the benefit of understanding the company as they stand, and maybe you want to back them up. I get it, right? Because we all know Kickstarter's in the shitter anyway. So it's like they have to come up with new inventive ways for them to secure some capital. I get it. I personally would hand over money for this because... It sounds shady to me, okay? It just sounds shady. I'm paying for the beta. I'm having you money but uh, up front. Like, maybe I'm ambitious. I'll give you a year's worth of money. What happens if in the middle of the development process, it right. goes belly up? What happens to all that money? Who can I sue? They fire Chapter 7. The company goes out of business. There is no company. You're out the money, right? You're not getting the money back from nobody. So I, I'm, I'm always a little hesitant on anything like this because... It's a risk. It's a risk. I understand completely that there are some guys out there trying to develop games and they need the money. But let's remember, some of these guys want to start with the most amazing game possible right out of the gate. They don't want to start small and build the game up. Okay? Minecraft started small and they built the game up. Star Citizen started with the, the 10th level of Jesus and they want to keep going up to the 200th level of Jesus. And you never see that game. You don't even know what the hell's going on, right? Same thing. 
right? And they're selling ships for thousands right. of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Okay? Yeah. Thousands of dollars. Think of the community who's investing in Star Citizen, who has plenty of money to burn, apparently, because handing over thousands of dollars for a virtual reality ship is, is you know, once again, I'll give benefit of the doubt, right? If I take away the value and we just talk about the money in general, right? If if I earn that much money and handing over five grand is like handing over 20 bucks, then it won't matter much to me, right? You're in that kind of category. Like, like really well-off guys who are tech company led who are still nerds and play video games when they're off time. Like, I get it, okay? But there's still no product, right? As a businessman, you got to ask yourself a couple of questions. I mean, you are a businessman, right? You ended up making that much money because you were a smart guy. Meanwhile, you're handing over thousands of dollars for a virtual product that doesn't exist for a game that's not out yet. Right. 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 This is just a scaled version down. This is a scaled version down. Well, you got to give us 60 bucks for the year to have to have fun with our game. What? We're just trying to figure this stuff out. Like, it's the same. It's the same. So for me, I worry about stuff like that because it, it sends bad messages to up-and-coming gamers who see this kind of thing and think, wow, I can make a difference. I can be part of that. Help them out. And meanwhile, take the money and run. Take the money and run. Because it's very simple to take the money and run in this instance. We'll right. see. Right. Right. <clears throat> we'll see. Right. A lot, a lot of shady stuff going on. Hey, what else is going on, Mike, that's a little shitty uh, coming up? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 talk, we're, 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 talk, we're talking about this next. So real quick, Alpha and Beta... Right now, Alpha used to mean like it was it was a game that still had lots of bugs. Beta was almost a release type of game, and then it was gold, right? Then it releases. Nowadays, Alpha, Beta, Release are all merged into one, okay? Because one Alpha game, like Star Citizen, okay? And then you have another game that's full released, Destiny, which could be considered a Beta because they're constantly fixing the game and it's never completed, right? So all live service games potentially could be Betas, Okay, until the end state, like Destiny 1 Year 3 would be a finished game. Okay, that's a done game, finished. They don't they don't add on to it anymore. It's done. So D1, at the end of the three years, that was a full-fledged game. Okay, but leading up to that three years was a beta. Destiny 2, beta, until they're done with it, and then it's a full-fledged game. That's live service games for you, though, right? This game, Star Citizen, uh... All, all of these games. Hell, even Minecraft, if you put it to it. Minecraft launched 11, sea of thieves, 10 years sea ago. Of thieves. Sea of Thieves. They're all in like this beta state. Fortnite is in alpha state. It's been out for three years. Three years. It's made trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars off skins to make a game. And it's not released yet. They just released their full version of Save the World uh, 10 years after it released. Because they worked on it for seven it's been out in beta for three, and now they just made Save the World a, a, a full-fledged game. So, to answer your question, Hunter, there is no difference between an alpha, beta, and full release now. They're all together. It all depends on who their season ticket holders are and who wants to invest in their games uh, there now, right? All right. So, the next the next one, Sarge, Sarge wants to... He's been, he's been asking all week to talk about this. He's like, did you see this story? I told you. It's, it, it, <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. Right. I called this out All before. Right. So the Atari system, the Atari VCS 800 pre-orders now just live. Call it the just call it the POS. Okay. Bro. The don't, Atari, don't call it the VCS, the, the Atari POS. Okay. Yeah. It's at GameStop and Walmart pre-orders right now. Let me, let me, let me go to their website if I can. Um, do they have their website on here? 
I mean, there's got to be some serious people with some head injuries out there. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, like serious head injuries, like the kind of head injury where like you wake up and you think you're a different person every day and someone has to tell you who you are like that level of head injury. All right. So let me see if I can get the, is this it? Yeah. Okay. So this is the system. Let me bring it up on screen. This is the new Atari POS. I mean, VCS. Okay, and if you saw Layman Gamings, they talked about it as well. I know they're much bigger than us, and we, we, you know, but we've been talking about this for months now. And Sarge called it way back when, saying that this is a scam. Okay, and then if you watch the Layman Gaming video, they talk about it. Well, it's kind of sketchy because they took companies and, and letterheads from things that were just like images off the internet and made this website. Okay, so it's the Atari 2600 revamped. And it looks, it looks pretty good, right? It looks cool. It's a retro console, okay? The price tag of this console, you would think is what? Sarge, 150 bucks, 100 bucks. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, nostalgia. If it, if, it, if, if it was a mini, okay, first of all, I would give nothing. But just to answer your question, okay? 50 bucks for the mini version of Atari with like 50 games on it. Right. Done. Well, right now it's... A dollar, a dollar a game. Right now? Okay. $389, which is a $10 discount if you buy it now, if you pre-order. If you don't pre-order, you're going to pay $10 more at $399, okay? It comes in three separate colors, right? It comes in all black, comes with the yellow at the front, and then it comes with the original wooden wooden top, okay? Now, what is this console, you ask? This console is an Atari, which comes with Atari World, a Linux-based OS system on a console that you're paying $400 for which you probably can get all these games for right now on your PC. For, Just by going to a, a, okay. for a simulator. Yeah, for a, a, a emulator, okay? Uh, now, what what does it come with? Well, it comes with the system. It comes with the Atari Classic controller, and it comes with the other Atari Modern controller, which is an Xbox controller in Atari, in, in Atari form. Now, what does it do, Sarge? What what? Other things can this do besides, well, it comes where you can watch a 4K resolution at 60 frames per second, okay? New TV-based games and apps for yourself, for your family, or to share with your Atari VCS community, okay? Atari's first connected device opens new possibilities to play with friends and publish your own creations as part of the expansive community. Again, we just talked about a game that was charging for beta access, and now here you are. You're paying $399 to get your own beta test console to test out so you can play 40-year-old video games at 4K resolution. Like if 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 phones if 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 uh smartphones didn't exist, we we were just bombed into oblivion and everyone was dead except for maybe a thousand people. And then we were, we were starting. We were starting restarting humanity. This would be it. This would be this. This this would be the system to get. Yeah. Because unless you unless you've got some type of head trauma that you don't understand what this is, four hundred dollars for an Atari that I could be playing emulating on my PC doesn't make any sense at all, guys. Zero sense. Zero. How it's just somebody somebody defend it. Defend Atari, please. Anyone. Well, first of call all, your friends up. First call of all, your friends up. Anyone, just defend this position for me. I want someone to debate. I would love to debate someone this to defend this position. They, they're out of their mind. This is the this is one of the greatest schemes ever to try to sell a nostalgia project to apparently head injury it's, guys it's, from the 80s. It's got well, it's it's head, it's head injury people, 
Sarge. It has Wi-Fi. Does that sell you? Wi-Fi. It's got Wi-Fi. Does it, wow. It's got Bluetooth enabled. Woo. Bluetooth enabled. It's compatible with your most PC peripherals. All right. Customizable experience. You can customize it, Sarge. You, can, you can't customize the 2600. You can't customize the 2600. Wow. It's got Atari speaker hat capability compatible. It's amazing, Sarge. Incredible. Right? All of these, all of these shill companies have talked about it. I want our I want our logo right here. Right, right here. Generation X Gaming approves. Twenty six. One of those com- one of those companies' names is completely made up. No, no, no. The, those- no, it's not the it's it's the it's the company the actual uh developers, not not those companies. Right. Yeah, developer inquiries. Wait, is that is that what it is? I forget what it is. I think it's this is this is what. No, that's not it. No, yeah, Layman's Gaming goes into it. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. Asteroids. Asteroids doesn't get you. you. Breakout. I don't even think. I I don't even think they have a hundred units. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even think they have a hundred units made. (laughs) Maybe a thousand. Right. I I think they do. I'm afraid I do. I'm afraid just nostalgia on purpose. I'll tell you what, though, Chad. If you guys are interested in an original Atari 2600 with with cartridges and all, I'll sell it to you for a thousand dollars. The the original. Yeah, a thousand. I'll give you the original. A thousand dollars. We have two of them, right? We have right. two. Every every one of these games, right? I, I, honestly, God, guys, I'm not sure if you've ever done this before, but I do retro game thing about once a year, right? I whip out the old systems and I put in the best game. I think the best game ever for that system, and I put it in and I start to play it, and I and I set a timer on my phone. How many minutes before I can't look at it anymore? I'll give you. I'll give you a minute and a half tops. I can't do it, right? An Atari game, at best, to hold someone's attention, at best, maybe three minutes. Three minutes. I give, right? I give, I give you, you a minute and a half. You'll play. You'll play like one version of the game. You're like, yeah, that's great. Next, next. Like it's no, no. Like, and they showed like Super Hyperactive Missile Command as like a, a, a souped up version or Tempest Four Thousand or whatever. And I'm like, guys, just stop, just stop. Like who? Who came up with this? Who wanted to resurrect the original gaming system but have no games? No new games. Nothing. We're going to put 50-year-old games in there, and they're going to want it. They're gonna, it's going to call back to them. Hey, hey, Tom, I know you fell on, I know you had a motorcycle accident, and I know you don't remember who you are, and I remember you had an Atari when you were a kid. And instead of buying this $400 piece of shit system, what I did is, is I loaded up all the Atari games on your computer for you to play for free. Uh, are you okay with that one? Like, that's that's the difference. Like, what the hell are you talking about? 4K graphics of what? Like, the sprites, it was like, <laughs> the graphics on, like, the Atari were like nothing. Nothing. 4K what? What a 4K of dots? What are we talking about? Right. Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying to find. Right now, you can, if I'm not mistaken, you can get the games right now on this thing called the Atari Vault. The Atari Vault. Yeah, Atari like Vault. All the all the licensing of all that stuff has been dead and buried. Anybody can download any of those games for free. You just download the game. Right, right now, you can. You it came out in June of 2016. The Atari Vault has over 100 games. Okay, from the Atari 2600. And you can play it on Steam right now, on Steam right now. What? Why? Why would you? Why would you go pay four hundred dollars? Especially, it's coming out this year. 
especially when the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox what? Series what? X is coming out. And people are like, $400 for those systems? Ah, it's too much. Meanwhile, Atari's like, hey, guys. Hey, we have a brand new system. It's $400. And they're like, who are you? Like, PlayStation and Xbox are like, who are you right now? Like, it's it's absolutely... It, it's so close-minded. It's the Atari 2600 remake. It should be this big. It should be a thumb drive you plug into your television and you can play, which I think they sell for like 50 bucks. And yet, you know, if, if you pay $400 for this, you better be a collector your, and want to put it in a museum and never touch it again, right? Like you, the phone in your pocket right now, I think has more memory than this does. I'm sorry, say it one more time. The phone in your pocket, I believe, oh, has yeah. more memory. Yeah. More memory it's than at this eight system. gigs. My phone has 128. I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, it's. You no, know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's worth it. When the company crashes and burns, burns for the fourth time, and they have to sell it for a dollar, and then it goes on the secondary market for two hundred dollars because it's the collector's item. Right. There'll be people paying more than four hundred because people will buy this and they won't sell a lot of them. One guy will buy like a hundred of them and then resell yeah. them for like six hundred dollars. Yeah. It, no. Yeah, yeah. No. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Trash. Hell. Uh, Apathetic one. Absolute trash. Trash all around. Trash. Where's that? Where, where? That, that is. Where is trash? It? That's sloth in a trash can. No, right no. There. I'm looking. I'm yeah. looking for where that where it is. I'm looking for where yeah, it's, it is. It's great. Spam it. If you're if you're a sub, spam it. You got you got the you got the trash. That's why we have it. We we talk about trash all the time in this thing. That's why he's an emote. Okay. Next story I want to talk about is. Xbox. There's a, there's a bunch of stories about Microsoft. Okay, bunch of stories about Microsoft. One of the stories is that Microsoft uh, talks about how what they're looking for in game companies. Right, the strategy. Um, Phil Spencer talked about a little bit of it. Okay, I'm gonna read a little bit. Phil Spencer reveals his mindset of for which studios Microsoft requires for the next gen as well, and how he tries to keep the studio uh, culture alive. Okay. Um, in a piece by a uh, games industry biz, Xbox VP Phil Spencer revealed how teams are adjusting to their new corporate structure. Spencer emphasizes that now that uh, which the studios acquired in his um, initial uh, setup of all the studios, they have, th I think, 13 studios now. They stated that the acquisitions of the markers of Minecraft Mojang was a big point for us. It was obviously that the large acquisition with the incredible franchise in Minecraft, but Minecraft is a non-complex product. It's on a lot of platforms. It's very community-led. Uh, Our ability to integrate Mojang and grow Minecraft also gave us confidence, right? So very simple game to move across. It was cross-platform. You know, you could play anybody. I could play with you on Xbox and PS, uh, whatever. Everything's connected, right? Actually, I don't know. Is PlayStation connected? I don't know if PlayStation's connected. Uh, a full piece also features words from um, Brian uh, Fargo, the Obsidian CEO, okay? He says, when they got inquired, uh, they echo the same thoughts. Unlike the common pr uh, perception that the studio acquisition elsewhere in the industry, Microsoft seems to be doing right by the partners, creating an environment that they can thrive in. Spencer gives gives a hint that once the studios are fully integrated, the Xbox could seek to expand the teams even further. Uh, there's been no signal uh, or signal at all we could be slowing down. But just as they go on pace for uh, maintain us as a leadership team, they're always giving us out talking to people. And he's constantly always 
visiting their studios to find out what they need and continuing going, right? Phil Spencer's like the people's guy, the people man, right, of the, of the, of the corporation. So they look for very specific things with these, with these companies. They look for not too, too big, right? They don't want to buy like a CD Projekt Red or a Rockstar. They're looking for between 30 and 100 people in a studio, Okay, and that's what they want to want to do. I would love if they went into more detail on how they structure the Game Pass. I would really love to know about how they structure Game Pass to the to the companies. We don't know that. Okay, going into this three three weeks ago, I talked about there was a story about that AT and T was selling off WB Entertainment. The uh, they're they're part of Rocksteady T uh, uh, TT Games. The people that make all the Legos games, uh, the Batman games, the uh, Lord of the Rings games, Harry Potter game that's coming up. There's like five or six companies that AT&T owns within the WB's interactive game section. Well, they're looking to sell it for $4 billion. And three weeks ago, they were talking about... Act Sorry, with four, a B or with an M? $4 billion. B billion okay. with a B. They were saying that EA... Activision and Take Two were interested in buying that from AT&T. Now, before any other article came out or anything came out, if you listen to my GXG episodes, I said I read that I read the article and gave you my thoughts, and I said I think EA, Activision, and Take Two are terrible ideas for to buy that company to get those brands. They would get the brands for WB. They would get the the brands of Batman, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Now, not the IPs, just the companies that are working on the games. I said a good fit would be Microsoft. Microsoft would be a good fit for this because the companies that the, the gaming companies that they're in those things are the size that Microsoft likes to pick up. They're looking to expand more uh, first party titles. If they picked up the Rocksteady or Montreal, or if they picked up TT games for all the Lego games and think of, think about these games I'm naming that would automatically fit perfectly on the game pass. Okay. So nobody was reporting this when I said it three weeks ago. And then just two days ago, now, all of a sudden, all these articles are coming out of nowhere saying that Microsoft is throwing their hat in the ring to buy the actual to buy the actual company. Well, no shit. Okay? That's what they should be doing. Okay? Now, obviously, I'm just a guy in my house, and I just have thoughts, and I say it out loud and record it. Okay? I don't have sources that tell me that Microsoft was interested three weeks early. I literally just gave you my thoughts of who I think would make a good fit based on the information that was given to us a half a year ago from Phil Spencer himself, okay? So now Microsoft is looking to purchase this, which, going to the next part of the story, is Xbox event, okay? I believe that in the Xbox event, I'll get what your thoughts are, but I'm just going to say this, as far as I think that they're going to announce that the purchase of this, I think not only are they in talks with AT&T to buy it, I believe they're going to get the actual sign the dotted line before the conference on July 23rd. And on July 23rd, throughout the whole event, this will be part of it. We've just added boom, 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 boom. And they're going to announce that they got these, these, these game titles. Now, it doesn't mean that Batman will be exclusively for Microsoft. Okay. It just means that they, they, they own that studio now that people that created it, which I think would be fantastic. It's also 2 billion for five companies versus 4 billion for just Minecraft. Well, no, it's four billion. It's four billion dollars for the AT and T for those companies, but it doesn't. It doesn't get them. Um, it doesn't get them the IPs of Batman, Harry Potter, or uh, Lord of the Rings. Now there are leaks coming out, 
Okay, and I said this a couple weeks ago. The reason there's leaks of the Batman game coming out for the last six months, the reason there's leaks for the Harry Potter game screenshots leaking is because AT&T is trying to hype up their studios of what their leaks, okay? Because how are you going to raise the value of a company if you don't know what they're working on? Oh, look, our company is, oh, oops, oops. We have a Batman game in the works. Oops, we have a Harry Potter RPG, okay? Uh, in the works. These are these are things that are not leaked. These are things that are done on purpose so they can go, hey, look, we have a Harry Potter game coming out in the next year. So uh, we're asking for $4 billion for this, right? And that's that's done on purpose. But in the media, it's done. It's a leak. Screenshots are leaked. Gameplay is leaked. Okay. Especially when a company is selling stuff. Again, I say this as speculation, okay, because there's no proof of any of this. But I just find it really odd that these games that are supposed to come out and there was supposed to be a conference to, of WB announcing. There was supposed to be a conference already that happened in June that WB is supposed to announce the, the Batman game and the Harry Potter game, which just got swept underneath the rug. Why is that? Because someone bought them and it's just not released yet. And that someone I think is Microsoft. And I think Microsoft will announce this and not only show Batman and not only show Harry Potter at this Xbox event, they're gonna they're, they're gonna build up some good stuff here. Now, Sarge, what do you think they're gonna bring to the Xbox with so all this information? What do you think they have to bring to the Xbox event to blow the doors and the roof off the virtual roof? Well, judging by what Phil Spencer has been doing for the last few years, I'm not sure you're gonna be blowing the roof off. The whole point of doing what he's doing is to assign value to Game Pass. And so if he decides that the other games that are coming out that are from these independent studios are all going to be on Game Pass, okay? Look look at look at how it's been structured for the last year. They keep talking about they want to raise game prices. They keep talking about how the games are harder to make. It's more expensive. Then we all then we all of a sudden we've been going all digital, which means they're getting a 25% bump or 22.5% bump on the games anyway because there's no middleman. Now you want to raise the price up again. So between the raising of the prices, the digital copies, and now you're going to put third-party studios making first-party games for Game Pass gives value to Game Pass. Because instead of buying a $70 game, I'm not saying it's going to be that way, guys, but let's be honest, eventually it's going to be. You, If you raise prices of games and you make Game Pass more valuable, then more people will subscribe to Game Pass and then occasionally buy a game on the side but they got you at Game Pass because it's worth it. That's what he's doing. Now, I'm hoping they talk about Halo Infinite. I'm hoping they talk about the real deal games on the 23rd or, whatever, or for that week or whatever it is, that they're talking about the real deal games and what's coming out for the system that's coming around the corner. Say something. Show me something. But this looks like the beginnings of structuring a Game Pass uh, advertisement to where... They want to make sure that everyone knows that it's worth it. It's worth your wallet to get it on Game Pass. Look at the studios we have. Look at the games coming down the line. Look what we can do. Period. Right. That's what this is. I don't think this is for hardcore gamers waiting for the hardcore first-party titles on Xbox. I don't think that's it. I'm pretty sure Spencer is all in on getting people to sign that up. Subscription service, yeah. That's it. So this is the this is the companies. If Microsoft does announce that they're picking up WB Games, okay, Interactive Entertainment, they get TT Games, 
Rocksteady Studios, NetherRealm Studios, Monolith Productions, WB Games Boston, Avalanche Software, WB Games Montreal, and WB Games San Francisco. Did I miss one there? I think I got everything. All right? That's that's all of them. Okay? So we got eight studios. Eight studios on the top of the 14 or 15 they already have. That's 21 studios. Okay? That's 21, 22 studios that they have now making games for them. Now, Spencer did say he doesn't want to make exclusives, right? But that's any game because they're on PC as well. Microsoft, when they say they're not making exclusives, they're making exclusives for Microsoft, okay? But there's two platforms for Microsoft. You can play on PC and you can play on Xbox. So when they're saying they're not making exclusives, okay, they need to make exclusives because they need people to come in for the, right? If you could play Halo on Steam, then why would you buy a Microsoft or why would you get Game Pass, right? You wouldn't. But if you can play Game Pass on your PC and you can play Game Pass on your Xbox, they don't care where you play as long as you play where your preference is. But you've got to play on a Microsoft type of thing, right? Through their software or through their hardware, they're going to do this. They don't care. If you get the OS and they have Project X Cloud, you're playing on the iPad or you're playing on a tablet or you're playing on an iPhone or an Android device, they don't care. As long as you're playing their software on that device and you're playing their games, they don't care. So that's a lot of things. Here's what I think they need to do. Do you think they start with Halo or do you think they end with Halo? I think that if if the purchase went through and they have all these studios, they're going to talk about all the studios, what they're coming up with, and then the, the cherry on the cake should be, and here's Halo Infinite. I agree. I think they start off with, um, they start off with Fable. They start off with just the teaser of Fable Four, just to let you know, hey guys, it's not coming out anytime soon. But it is coming out, and we have it. That's why they, they redid the Twitter account. That's why they redid the website. Like, they, they've got the trademark again for Fable. So I think they're going to start off with Fable. That's a big bam. Take notice. Then they'll start talking about other games. They'll show gameplay, hopefully, of a lot of the games that are coming out, like Hellblade 2. Hopefully. Right. They have to show gameplay of these games. Running on the Xbox. Okay? Not simulated. Right? I want... On, I want Xbox. Show me what the power is, okay? I don't think they're going to tell us price. They're still playing price chicken with PlayStation. They don't need to tell price anyway, okay? I think they show Project X Cloud, okay? They talk about the companies. They make the announcement of the studios that they're doing. And then at the very end of the of the, of the conference, oh, Battletoads will be there as well. Battletoads, they'll show Battletoads. They'll show a bunch of independent games for, for Game Pass, all on Game Pass. And then they'll show Halo and Infinite. And then actually tell you what the game is, and that's when I think they announce the slip space. That's when they when they tell you what potentially can happen with Halo Infinite. Hence why it's called Infinite. About the constant upgrading and updates that they're going to be doing for it, and it's going to be a live service game. Why? Why do I say this? One, because of the title. Two, because of Game Pass. Every game that they have that comes out for Game Pass has add-ons. And can constantly be upgraded as they go. Okay? I know people don't want to hear it. I've been saying it for two years now. Halo Infinite is going to have a story mode. Think of Destiny. You have a story mode with your character. of Your Hunter, your Titan, your Warlock. You go through that story. And then what do you do afterwards? You just play the game and do a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to play as Master Chief. There's going to be a story there. But after you're done with Master Chief, I think you're going to customize your own, uh, you know, your own Spartan. Spartan, your own character. Thank you. Okay? And you're going to level it up. And go constantly go through stuff, and they're gonna like, add new like stories. Halo, like Halo Reach, yes, those kind of classifications of guys. Right, that's that's what I think you're gonna do. 
Okay, I have no proof of this. I'm just taking a title and from an old trailer they first showed where they had four characters in it, but they didn't say it was co-op or anything. They just showed four characters. Okay, you can refuse, Duplis. We'll find out very shortly to see what what Halo is. Chat, what do you guys want to see? What what is a must? What will make Xbox event go? Whoa, Xbox, you got me you got me looking. Like, what games do they have to show? What gameplay do they have to show? What do they have to show you? And I ask this out there for the audio version as well. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. All you guys that listen out there, what is going to make you go, this conference was just as good, if not better, than PlayStation? PlayStation hit a home run when they came out with their with their event. Okay? They showed gameplay after gameplay after gameplay and game after game after game. Very little talking heads. Very little, right? They need to, they need to do something like that. They have to show... Seven games minimum of first-party title, concept, gameplay, something they have to show. Gameplay of Halo, I must. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's 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 disheartening though because I I don't see the mega title that pushes the system, and I and I think that's that's okay for Spencer because it's about Game Pass for him. It's not about anything else. Like you said, he's not playing the same game as PlayStation. He doesn't care. The titles are going to come regardless. He's trying to assign value to Game Pass. And by by talking about and showing people what companies they have purchased that are going to make those games, then at that point, that's when they get them. It's not going to be like this. It, you're not gonna you're not gonna be watching this thing on the 23rd, and it's gonna be like Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War, like all the things that PlayStation would do, right? Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be like look at all the studios we got. We're backing up our guys. We're gonna have first party titles, value, 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 value. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and oh, and by the way, Halo Infinite. Like that's that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. I do you do you think they're gonna show price of the systems? I don't think they are price. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to play chicken like that. I think they've been going this long. What are they, what's gonna, what are they going to wait for? Yeah. I mean, honestly, what? What? why do you have to release it now? I mean, wh- what's the big deal anyway? Like, if, if you're going to pre-order something, and we've we already seen the leaks anyway, we all know it's between $299 and $499. We, we know this, right? We know what the system is. we got a ballpark. We're as, as consumers, we're just guessing on how much money they want to lose. And by the way, I still vote for a lower price on Xbox on purpose, because I'm t- I'm telling you, Game Pass is going to eat into that for them for the for the for the year. It doesn't matter. They can eat they can eat some money on the console because Game Pass will take the buffer. They, look, they've they've already raised the price of Game Pass with the Ultimate Edition, right? It's like fifteen bucks. But right now, if you're still a Game Pass holder, right, you can upgrade for like cheaper right now, up until a certain point. They've already raised it because you're like, oh man, I can play on my PC, right? I can play on my PC. Right. I don't need to buy the console. So- Right? right. So, so even so, if you don't buy a new console and you just get Game Pass Ultimate, was that fifteen times twelve? Quick math. That's uh one forty four, one sixty, one seventy, one hundred seventy dollars a year. Yeah. You're looking at. They're looking at if if there was no more added subscriptions, just by the twenty million that they said they already have. You're looking at you're looking at three hundred million dollars a month in subscriptions, just for Game Pass. Three hundred million. Okay. And that's one eighty. No, oh, fifteen dollars. No, no, no. Times I'm saying twenty million. I'm saying one eighty 
for ultimate for the year. One eighty for ultimate for the yeah. year. That's three games. Well, so you see, so you see what I'm saying. It's like as long as they as long as they assign value to Game Pass, they tell you what it is you can play. If they get enough studios with enough cool games, you're gonna be like, I can get that for Game Pass for fifteen bucks. Worth it. That's what right. they, that's that's what they're gonna say. Worth it. It's worth it. They, the games that come to Game Pass, the games that are coming from from Microsoft themselves. If you look at Sea of Thieves. If you look at State of Decay, if you look at a Halo Infinite, okay, that's coming out, their games, even Minecraft Dungeons, Minecraft Dungeons, there was an article I read, not just about Minecraft Dungeons, but about games on Game Pass. Um, uh, what's the guy from, uh, uh, I forget the, the company, Schaefer, uh, Schaefer, uh, fine, fine, fine production, I forget what the actual, it's, it's slipping my head. Schaefer came out and said, Game Pass is about games that are not complete right they take a game and the developers don't have to rush it out the door right they can work on like there's a full story there they can work on 70 percent of the game release it on game pass and then finish the rest of the story afterwards because they're not charging extra for it they just update it as they go to get people to keep coming back tim schaefer double fine that's it thank you bunny okay right he he says that they don't need to work on it the whole game. So this is why companies like working with Microsoft right now. Cause if you're a small studio, Phil Spencer comes in and says, what's your game? Let's just say they're talking about sea of thieves and see and sea of thieves goes, well, we want to make this pirate game, but this is our vision five years from now And this. And he goes, all right, cool. So just, just work on this part right now. We'll put it on game pass. They're not paying full price for your game. Okay. They're only paying a monthly fee, but there's other games on the platform. Okay. They'll play it. And then as they continue, they keep doing update after update after update. And if you're playing Sea of Thieves, you're like, man, this is awesome. Just alone for Sea of Thieves, all this content they keep giving every month or every couple months is fantastic, right? And it's waiting there for you when you get back. If you, you want to leave, and then you can play it anywhere. You can play it anywhere, okay? And that's the big thing. Xbox uh, Project xCloud, just a, a note here for Microsoft as well. Because of this lockdown and everyone's that's in their houses, they can't work in the studios... Xbox is giving out dev kits of Project xCloud to the devs, okay? So they can play test their games using Project xCloud. And the devs are absolutely loving it because they're like, this is amazing that I can play with no latency or little to no latency on the Project xCloud. And I said a couple weeks ago, I've played it on Project xCloud. It's amazing. When you get your hands on it and you can play your games on your iPhone or your tablet, you're going to be like, it seems so minuscule. But at the same time, you're like, this is amazing. I can literally just open my tablet and start playing my games anywhere I want. All right? Provider. Worth, right. worth 15 bucks a month, right, bro? <laughs> right. Worth 15 bucks a month. Oh, yeah. Xbox, uh, xCloud, xCloud is much better than Stadia. Now, I didn't use Stadia personally myself, but the people that I know Stadia, they have problems. I've used xCloud. And I was like, I had no issues. I had no issues with the thing. I was amazed by it i was amazed by it all right so last story i want to talk about before we uh before we're done this came out of today okay four hours ago left for dead three okay we've all been waiting for it and we were i was i was like when is this game coming out well it was going to be an open world game okay with hundreds of zombies at one time this sounds amazing like how do we how do we kickstart this like how do how do we get steam to 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 do this, okay? So Jeff Keighley confirms 
okay, that in documentary of Valve's original plan for Left 4 Dead 3 was an open-world game, okay? According to Jeff Keighley, Valve had very big plans for Left 4 Dead 3, bigger plans than most people ever realized. Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 3 wasn't going to be another iteration of the popular cooperative shooter format. Rather, Keighley says that the Valve plan to make Left 4 Dead 3 into a major open-world game, the likes of which had never, ever been seen before. While Keeley didn't expand on that, he's been an open-world game mean for Left 4 Dead 3. He didn't mention that it would be enabled Val, uh, Valve to potentially feature hundreds of zombies on the screen at a time. Days Gone managed to quite uh, quite a large number of zombies in an open world, though. The zombies wouldn't and aren't as clever as the ones that in Left 4 Dead uh, Rise, uh, Rising 4. Also featured a lot of zombies in the open world, but not necessarily if Valve could accomplish it if they stuck with it. Now, I know he did a documentary, and he talks about how they, they wanted to make Left 4 Dead. But remember, they came out with a, what was that a VR game? Alex? Alexa? What, what, was, what, was that, what was that game called? I think it was called Alex. Uh, Alex, I think it was called. Now, that game is groundbreaking as far as what VR is, is looking for, right? What if they said, forget Left 4 Dead for the regular systems, but what about if we made Left 4 Dead 3... Cut off the three. It's just Left 4 Dead VR. Open world VR Left 4 Dead, right? Like, mind blown right now. Somebody somebody would jump out their fucking window freaking out. That's what would happen. Right? Someone would actually be scared shitless about zombies actually in their house and jump out the window. Think about that, right? What, what, what Alex did for VR, you're like, this is amazing. The graphics and stuff. Left 4 Dead 3 VR. You're in the world and it's open world. So there's hundreds of you playing the game in an open world game you feel like you're actually in the world and there's zombies chasing you holy shit that's next level that would be next level i will give you benefit i'm giving you benefit of the doubt Absolutely. And, and i might buy a vr headset just for that game that that will sell that's vr headsets. i told you but that's what i told you i told you they needed a game that would sell a vr helmet that would be one right i mean they don't even talk about that i'm just saying that sounds amazing i just made that shit up yep. right on the on the spot right now Okay, Left 4 Dead VR at, at, at Alex Graphics. Woo! I'm telling you, you're, you're right, though. People would run into walls. People would start filming people playing the game running. and then just running into... <laughs> oh, man. I think Star Wars Squadrons will sell some of them. Oh, yeah, that, that is going to be VR as well. That's going to be pretty cool. We'll, we'll see about that. I don't, know, I don't know if you would buy VR, though, just for Squadrons. I think... I think if you owned VR, you would buy Squadrons, but I don't think you're like, I'm going to get a VR headset for a $40 game, right? Downsize, not everyone can do VR. Yeah, but they're trying to make an experience here, right? I mean, technically, Steel, not everyone can afford a console, right? It takes years for people to buy a console down the road. Not everyone can afford a $2,000 PC with a graphics card that can run most of these games. Also, the power needed to run those headsets is going to be some money. Look, I'm just saying that the technology Valve did with Alex, if they take that technology and use it with Left 4 Dead 3 and VR, that, right? <clears throat> yeah, I know a lot of people have problems. There'll be a time once VR goes mainstream that they will actually fix it. So I know some people can't use it because they get sick and stuff. When they can start moving, where you can start walking, and I know they sell things, but it's not it's not right yet. Okay, like I, I shouldn't have to harness myself in a system. We're talking like 
we're talking like Ready Player One shit right now. When they can make you feel like you're actually walking, where you don't need a, a 20-foot room, you have to stand in it and stuff. When you can just stand in one spot and start walking in whatever direction you walk in, most people will be able to use it. But then there's a there's a gap of too expensive to to practicality, right? So that's that's the problem where a lot of people get motion sickness because they're moving, but they're not moving. So their brain gets discombobulated, right? Like when we did that VR, the VR room with Star Wars Sarge, wasn't that amazing? Because you're physically walking. That's why you don't get sick, right? You're looking around, you're in a warehouse, and you're only walking where you think the road is and where you think the platform is, but you're a little off. You feel like you're a thousand feet up in the air on, on, on Mustafar. Meanwhile, you're on a concrete ground and there's nothing around you, right? Like you could fall and you'd be okay. Your brain is okay because you're walking. Most people that own a VR headset are just sitting in the chair and they have to offset it. If they can get it where you can walk in place, that is when VR will just woo take off. Well, let's 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 look at it logically, right? Like from back in the day, the whole point was to go to the arcade. As a kid, you wanted your parents to take you to the arcade. Right? That's where all the cool video games were. Then the Nintendo NES came out, and slowly but surely, games were being able to play in the house. Now, even though you had an NES, you always thought, "Man, I wish I could play this game at home." Man, I wish I could play this game at home. Man, I wish I could play this game at home. So when Super Mario Brothers came out, that was like the first game that was a arcade game that you could play in your house, and it was the same game. Yeah. It was the same levels and everything. So that started the ball rolling. Takes time. Gaming systems take time to develop. Games take time to develop. Graphics got better. Graphics got even more better. Even during the time of the Genesis and the... Uh, uh, SCNES and the N64, there was a Neo Geo that came out around the same time. Neo Geo yeah. looked exactly like arcade games, and it cost a lot of money. It was like $800. Yeah, Dragon right? Lair and 80, stuff on there. 80, yeah. $80 games, $100 games at that time back in the, the, the mid-90s. Okay? And so at that point, you started saying to yourself, man, it's going to happen. I'm going to be able to play arcade games in my house. And lo and behold, for the, for the rest of the 90s and the early 2000s, video games were the same game in your fucking house. It was the same game. Okay? Yeah. Same graphics, same everything. Then, nobody needs to go to the arcade anymore. Bye-bye arcade. There's no more arcade. So what's the next logical step? We need VR. Same way. It's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. The right games have to come out. The price point's high. You get into it. Everyone starts to see what can actually do. And the ball starts rolling from there. And then the prices will come down. A VR set will be in your house like you buy a TV. It'll be the same thing. Ready Player One is not that far away. Right. <clears throat> okay? It's just not. Yeah, Christoph, to answer your question without te texting like I did, okay, Sony's VR is mainstream of price point, but not with games, right? The games that they're creating for the VR headset, I think there's like two, three games that are cool, but it's more like a niche Right now, when I'm talking mainstream, you need a game. Like, imagine, like, a Witcher 4 in VR or a Skyrim hey, 6 next, or Halo. Halo. Like, these games that propel the industry forward with a VR headset, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yes, Sony has the price point for VR, and that's mainstream, but not not games. They don't make games for, for Sony that are just, like, groundbreaking right i know they have some games that are good but like beat saber 
and whatever else that's out there, that's not that's not making me go out and buy a VR headset. Yep. Yes, but those those type of games is what let programmers figure out how Absolutely. to get things to work. Absolutely. How to get things to work in VR. My prediction, honestly, my prediction is it's going to get to the point where you're going to sign up for a service, okay? It's like, like a VR service, and you're going to pay monthly like you pay for your, your NFL Plus or your cable bill, and you're going to get the VR set and a system in your house, and you pay monthly until it's done. Like you pay for your phone monthly until it's done. Same thing. Now, I will say, I think the first attempts at it will be your smartphone slid into a visor and you wear that on your head and you're looking at your phone. It's going to be a certain program on your phone that makes it well, look that you way. You can do that already on certain, certain, there's certain apps on your phone that you can do that. Imagine here, just speculating, Project X Cloud. Right? You could go to your phone, slide it into your headset, like you just said. And now I'm playing my regular games and you put it in 3D mode, right? In VR mode or whatever. And then it just splits the screen so it's in each individual eye. Right. I think I think that will be the first thing that happens. But I'm thinking that the VR as a staple in somebody's house is probably about 15 to 20 years away. Hmm. Like a VR in the house as a staple. Like I've got three TVs. There's a VR thing in my house. Bunny says, I was seeing the news that that is right around the corner, Sarge. Like about to come out. What is? What what part of what Sarge just said? Oh, the cell phone one. I mean, they have them now. Like we bought, I bought my son like two years ago or a year ago. Uh, it's just a a VR. You take your cell phone, you put it in, you download a certain app, and you can go on roller coasters and stuff, right? Like just video roller coasters. But it splits it for you into 3D and VR, so you feel like you're actually on the roller coaster. That's not too far off to just making a video game and going Project X Cloud, click, boom put it inside your thing and you can start doing VR. Now that would be mainstream. Why? Because I already own this. Right. You already have your phone. Right. 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 And so that will be the, that will be the starter version. And then for the ones that are hardcore, they have the advanced version that you buy separately. Right. That's right. how you acclimate it. That's how you acclimate it in. Right. Inky AR works great. I, I, I mess around with AR on my phone as well, but I'm just saying like, that's another thing Microsoft is doing though, right? They're they're making Project X Cloud. They're not making a hardware. They're just making software to put on the hardware you already own to get to their games. And that's that's another thing that that's why last week I said that Xbox is not even playing the same game as PlayStation. Um another real quick, it's just a bullet point. Sony did invest in Epic Games. I forgot to say that during the Fortnite thing. Sony invested into Epic $250 million. It's a small little chunk of change. Uh, just so you guys know, Sony now invested uh, as part owners inside the uh, the Epic world. They want that. They want that Fortnite cash. They want that Fortnite cash. Uh, that's it. Episode two twenty four is in the can. Do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. If you like to see us or hear us after the fact, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm to listen to the past broadcast, or if you missed anything in this broadcast, episode 224 will be up in a couple of days, up on the audio versions and YouTube as well. You can go to 30instillgaming.live to check out all the information. You can see all the past broadcasts of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. If you like this format, let us know, not just in chat here, because that doesn't help us. You just telling me it, it was a good show or a bad show, I, I take it and go, thanks. If you go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Anchor.fm, share, like, subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs down, rate it, review it, 
all of the stuff helps us. Bad reviews, good reviews, interaction helps. Okay, so if you don't like it, go review us and say, these guys are full of shit and we don't like them. If you like it, go, these guys are full of shit and I love them. Okay, either way, we're full of shit and we like doing a podcast. So if you like this podcast, help us out by just going and reviewing it. Appreciate you guys very much. The show's going to end. Don't go anywhere. We're going to stream after this, but the show's going to end, uh, and then I'll switch over to the regular stream. Appreciate you. Follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey at YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, at Twitter, at Sarge McCluskey. Follow me on 30 and Still Gaming. Follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore Gaming. And as always, thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.